There we are. Beautiful. Is anybody listening? No, not anymore. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> is on the air you filthy animals how are you this evening my name is darian i am back with another hot stinky funky stretchy salivating sticky uh muggy kind of a goopy kind of a dose of horror love for you right in your earbuds or your car speakers wherever you may be listening to this we are back miss monica is here i am back too and she has her entire notebook with her and I love that about her. I do. Last week she showed up with a goddamn post-it note. <laughs> with a post-it note, which means bad business for us. <laughs> Buddy is also in the house. I'm here. Buddy, what's up with you, man? Let's start with you this week. I feel like you're not given priority enough. <laughs> what's uh, going on, dude? Oh, you know, working every day. Working every single day, <laughs> yeah. as you are wont to do. Yeah, I um, work out early as hell in the morning. I love that. I love that about you. That's 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 my downfall right there. Is that I cannot do the uh, the before work run. It's not easy. No, it's not. No, it's not. And I'll run until I'm, you know, till the cows come home. But I can't do it before work. I get up at four a.m. to go to work. Mm-hmm. So if I were to get up to run before work, I'd have, probably have to get up at two a.m., which means I probably have to go to bed. I don't know, six, five, yeah. five, six o'clock, which is like three hours after I get off of work. Yeah. Dude, when you have kids and there's, uh, you know, video games to play, <laughs> things of that nature, pizzas to eat, no, 6 p.m. not happening. But I love that about you, man. That's like a high level of motivation. Yeah, trying to be at the gym about 3, 3.10 in the morning. 3.10 in the morning, yeah. you motherfucker. What do you do at the gym? What are you up to? I'm mostly running because I want to get ready for this RTO. Yeah? How's your yeah. legs? How's your knees? So far, hanging in there pretty good. Are you taking any supplements? No. You should do that. Look into some glucosamine chondroitin. It's going to help with your knees. Mm-hmm. It's it Probably at this point, you're not really feeling it. Your knees are fine. You're feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. But it's going to wear on you pretty quick, especially at our age. That's right. I lumped myself in with you. Uh, oh, I thought that was you and Monica. No, 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 no. No, you're joining the, you're joining the, ba- the bandwagon here, amigo. Go, go ahead and take some uh, glucosamine chondroitin. You get a like a, a economic vat of it at Costco for right. twelve bucks. Mm-hmm. I'll send you home with some if you don't have any. You're gonna turmeric. Turmeric too. Yeah, that'll yeah. help. Yes, I that'll help that also. Monica, what's up with you, kiddo? What did we miss? How's your uh, tuber- um, not tuberculosis? Um, you have. Um, <laughs> what do I have? Holes in your intestines. <laughs> 
What is that? That's uh. The diverticulitis. Diverticulitis. Yes. Let's spin the wheel of disgusting diseases. <laughs> All starting with D. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling okay. You doing okay? How's your work schedule? Yeah. You, do, you guys doing okay? Yeah, I've been working. Well, also of picked up working out, too. Have you now? Winter time is coming, so it's time to start working out, get in shape. Dude, that is the best time to hit it. Yes. Home. Here's the problem I have with working out in the winter. January 1st. You want to see a bunch of absolute, oh, yeah. absolute fuckheads yeah. in the gym? Here I come! I got all, I got $300 worth of workout gear here. I'm going to just come in here and... And then yeah, a week no. later, they're all gone. All gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a great go. All yeah. right. All right there. You did great for a yeah. week. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's not me. Me no, neither. I started doing... Um, because of my back, I'm just like slowly doing like the walking videos. Okay. And then um, doing standing up ab workouts. Okay. Because it hurts to lay down now. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize how weak my back really is now. Jesus Christ. So it's a lot of kicking, upper leg lifts and stuff. Okay. Which I'm sore, but yeah. So we're Dude, getting back into shape. I feel like yoga is the way for you to go. Have you tried it? I don't. I'm not ready for it yet. Why not? It's easy. No, I. I you're not 50 yet. Dude, though. no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to try it. Do but it. Just I'm, do it. I'm like, okay, let's start easing slowly back into do it. it. Okay, Tell us but how it goes. <laughs> no, easing slowly back in would be yoga, not standing crunches or whatever you're doing. She's like hanging upside down and stuff. Yeah, no. no, that's not. <laughs> you, let me put my leg behind my head. Let me explain to you the principles of yoga. You basically stand in a weird position. Yeah, See, no, I, I didn't realize like with the back, like on one leg, I have no balance anymore. I mean, like doing side turns and well, stuff, sweetie, it that, really hurts. Yeah, that's the four loco. But is what no, that is. that's the bulging disc. God damn it! <laughs> wow, I don't think I've tried that drink yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, bartender, two bulging discs, two please. Bulging discs. Hey, come right up, discs. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's funny when I try to work out now, like I do it in front of the big screen. Yeah. Oh my God. The dogs think it's playtime. Everybody's yeah. jumping and looking at that. me. Dude, I got some kettlebells and I tried to do kettlebell. I got like a kettlebell <laughs> yes. disc. These fucking animals are on top of me trying to have sex with me. I'm trying to do kettlebells. Yeah. Get off me. You I, I have one of there. those. <laughs> Let yeah, me just lick your... <laughs> Your stretch, your uh, your glutes for a minute. Yeah, and I have to be careful because I don't want to hit one in the face uh, while yeah. you're lifting. Right. Yeah, I'm like, no. Get out of here. I realize this isn't a problem for you, but babies do the same shit because yeah. they want to work out with you. So they're like walking around. Ah. In the meantime, you're swinging a 35 pound kettlebell around. Yeah. Uh, one hit from this thing, and that baby is dead. Sorry, Deacon. But that was one Light of the, out. the things yeah. I wanted to say was. Um, when my leg got better, yeah. it was actually from the turmeric. Oh, really? So I take two a day, and I can't no more inflammation. Dude, cholesterol get on it. down. Get on that turmeric. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. You All got? Right. Do you yeah. take it? No. I highly suggest. <laughs> it. I do uh, two glucosamine chondroitins a night plus mm -hmm. a multivitamin. Yeah, I do the multivitamin too. That's that's how I roll. Yeah, and biotin. Okay. Yeah, biotin. 
Biotin. Is that that weird drink? No, biotin is the hair, skin, and nails. Oh, okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, my hair isn't growing, but my nails are growing Your out of control. Growing. Like I got to file every week. Look I'm at like, you! No, you got long. You got long, uh, <laughs> glowing hair. It's just starting to grow. It looks good. Oh, forget it. It's catching up. You know. Yeah, it's catching oh, up. Oh, boys! <laughs> Before we get into the show, I have a story to tell. Oh, oh yeah. boy! I do tell. I fucked up. Uh-oh. I fucked up bad. Uh-oh. Real bad. Oh, no. Um, I don't know if this makes me a bad husband or a good father. You guys be the judge. Okay. So you'll, you'll notice I'm missing a significant piece of jewelry oh, here. Oh, no. It's gone. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 I'm never going to get it back. Okay. By that, I'm, I mean my wedding ring for everybody listening. It's vanished. Uh-huh. I know which uh, building it's in, and I know where it might be, but I have resigned myself to the fact that it's gone and I'm never, ever going to get it back. You want to know where I lost it? Yeah. Trampoline park. Oh. Indoor trampoline park with a ball pit and uh, one of those pits of giant foam chunks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Took it off because, uh, you know, Deacon wants me to go across the, the weird uh, jungle bar type of a thing. So I'm like, well, all right, let me just take this off, put it in my pocket, as oh, I, no. as, as I thought would be a good idea. No, no, it is not. No, that's no a it bad is idea. not. Uh, fast forward about 20 minutes. I'm playing uh, trampoline dodgeball with my fan. I'm assuming this is where I lost it, because trampoline dodgeball is a hell of a workout. Yeah, if you've never played. It is. It's it's a great time. Yeah. But uh, you know, I'm fuck bouncing and doing flips and trying to avoid these balls that are flying at me, mm-hmm. much like a Saturday night. <laughs> and uh, by uh, like fast forward, tw- I don't know, an hour after that, it's time to go, and I'm like, let me put my Fitbit back on. Here I go, and let me here's my wallet, my ID, and I'm gonna put my wedding ring back on. It's no longer in my pocket. It's gone. It's gone. Ooh. I'm never gonna see it again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> That's how my weekend went. That's what lockers are for. Uh, I don't. Th- I don't know that they have lockers there, but really, that's what like purses and backpacks are for, <laughs> and things yeah. like that. Because every everything else of value went into like a cubby. Right. It went into my wife's purse, which then went into a cubby, uh-huh. and everything was there when we were done, mm-hmm. except my uh, wedding ring. So have you tried calling back to see if it? I'm going to do that. Okay. I have, like I said, I've re- I got one of those uh, rubber jammies. I'm sure you're not the only one. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> There's probably a pool of jewelry at the bottom of that <laughs> right? thing, keeping that place in business because they go and pawn it, and, and that's how they make their money. Ma- that's how they make their money too. So was the missus upset with you? Actually, she's been very understanding. Oh, about okay. It. I think I beat myself up worse than anything. Oh. Because then she, oh, it's going to be okay. It's just a, it's just a piece of jewelry. To be fair, of the wedding rings, <clears throat> mine was like four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Hers was like twenty six hundred. So you, you got to edit that part out. That last part. What? <laughs> what? The four hundred dollar part? No, the other one. What other part? Twenty six hundred dollars. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it was like ninety two hundred dollars or something. No. Was it, was it tungsten or? Gold? It was. It was oh, tungsten okay. steel. So. Yeah. Yeah, you like, can always get another one. I know, no it's like 400 deal. bucks, but still. It's the principle. It's yeah. the principle. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I feel like a fucking asshole. You guys make a weekend trip in Vegas, you could get one for 50 bucks. I got I got enough in my bank right now to... <laughs> uh, 50 bucks? Yeah. Huh? Oh. Yeah. Hey, all right then. Let's head down, down to Vegas here. <laughs> I found it, honey. All right. <laughs> it's, uh, it kind of rattles around a little bit, but uh, you know, it kind of looks like mine. 
All right, you goddamn savages. We got a show to get to. We got horror news, listener mail. Monica does have her book back, so I feel I feel better already going into the show as opposed to last week. Let's start it off with a little bit of horror news. Don't feel that good. Oh no! <laughs> wow. horror news all right monica i was feeling pretty good and then monica's like the only horror news pump the brakes there junior i saw was that lynn shay is going to be starring in the grudge reboot i saw that too yay i saw that too i don't know how to feel about I mean, okay, we saw The Grudge. Uh-huh. How did we feel about The Grudge? We liked it? I liked it. I liked yeah. the one with the first one. With uh, Sarah Michelle yes. Gellar? I liked that too. It, yeah. it got very weird after that, but that's fine. Um, did you ever see the original Japanese? I, d- I was mm-hmm. trying to find it. I could not find it. It's, I saw it. it. I saw it. It's mm-hmm. difficult. And if you don't have somebody there that totally and completely understands it, you're probably not going to get it. I had to watch it with Crease, who basically walked me through all the uh, like the time loops and how this ties into that. If you're just watching it as an ugly American saying, oh, it's a fucking ghost, you're probably not going to like it. Mm-hmm. But when you understand all the nuances, and a lot of this was missed in the uh, Americanization of it, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it, a lot of it, kind of, kind of flies by the. Well, shoulder. isn't the original also the one with the baby kill scene? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a little difficult to watch. Yeah. Um, I'm not mad at the Americanization. I like, um, and I'm assuming this is a reboot of the Americanization. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know how they're going to improve upon it unless they can find a way to draw American audiences into the time. There's like a whole time differential that goes on in the Japanese one. And yeah. it's. Um, I don't know, man. It's, it's it's one of those movies where people are getting random phone calls, and at the end of the movie, you realize that phone call came from the future in a weird way. Mm-hmm. You, you oh, follow me okay. on that? Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of wacky that that way. And if, I, hmm. and it's not to say that that couldn't have happened in an Americanization of it, but to take that from a Japanese standpoint and Americanize it, it probably was a bit much. I know. They kind of ruin movies. Uh, no. No. I mean, they ruin some movies. Well, they do some. They wreck. Yeah. Like uh, Martyrs, I yes. think, is the most sterling example. Definitely. Uh, was Inside. The other one? Inside? Yeah. Well, we just like to shit all over French stuff, I think. Huh. <laughs> I think. Look what we did to the French fry, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> People are eating it with mayonnaise. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but I like her, so I'll be excited to see her in it. I am going to check it out either way and do my best to reserve judgment until I've seen it. Mm. All right, kiddo. Okay. What else you got? That's all That's I got. That's it? That's all. Buddy, anything? Oh, I got some exciting news. All right, Uh-oh. I'm excited. Yeah, the Creep from Shudder's Creep Show series uh-huh. gets his own pop vinyl oh, toy from I Funko. Knew I, knew <laughs> I knew he was going to come in here with some Funko horse <laughs> shit. The yeah. Creep? Yeah. The, cre- the 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 skeleton from the wraparound. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It uh, Shutter's Creep Show premieres this week, Thursday, September twenty sixth, and Funko has announced ahead of the first episode that they've turned the show's host into a pop vinyl toy. No. Who gives a shit? Really? No. 
Do we have a picture? <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's a picture out there. Yeah. It looks like it, it, it looks like a skeleton wearing a rope. Yeah. So, yeah. there you have it. <sighs> Scary stories to tell in the dark heads to home in time for Halloween. Uh, we've learned today that. Uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark arrives on digital October 22nd and on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and DVD on November 5th from Lionsgate. I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm I'm greatly depressed that I missed this one in the theaters. Uh, I've got it loaded on my pirate ship, but I kind of feel like... Watching movies on the pirate ship is is, is kind of a roll of the dice. Because you Mm -hmm. don't know if you're getting like a fucking camcorder version where... You're going to hear somebody complaining about the price of soda halfway through the movie. Right. Or, you know, you're going to have to watch it with, like, weird subtitles at the bottom. You do on my site. What do you mean? On my site, it will tell you if it's a camera version. Yeah, mine does. Mine does, too, but it's not that accurate. (laughs) Really? Because it'll give me... It has, like, thumbs up and thumbs down. Oh, okay. And if it gets so many thumbs up, then that means it's a good version. Oh, okay. If it gets so many thumbs down, it's probably a shitty version. So, like, sometimes I'll roll with, like, a 3, 4K (laughs) uh, thumbs up. And then here's, like, a weird silhouette at the bottom of the screen. He's got to go take a piss. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that... Well, that just ruined that for me, didn't it? Yeah, mine will say cam or HD. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mine's, so not, mine's not that accurate. HD, you can watch a good, a, a real movie. Yeah? Yeah. Uh-huh. Cam's no bueno? Yep. Yep. All right, I apparently need to update my pirate ship. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got, too. Okay. And, of course, you know, all sad in the news, Sid Haig. He did oh. pass away this yes. week. 80 years old. Yeah. He wow. had a hell of a run. Yeah, he did. Somewhere out there is a picture of me with, with uh, Sid Haig. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I got him to sign my uh, House of a Thousand Corpses poster, which is hanging up. So, right there. No, that's the Devil's Rejects, actually. I got him to sign one of these posters, most of all, Fuck You, which I think was pretty cool. (laughs) No? Yeah. I asked him to say that, and that's what he did. Anyway, right on. Uh, Let's see what I got here. Mm. Yeah. Fidi Alvarez. You know the name? Mm -mm. You know his body of work. The 2013 uh, Evil Dead remake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes. Or Don't Breathe, uh-huh. perhaps. Uh-huh. Uh, he is in talks to produce the next, the next Texas Chainsaw Massacre installment. Oh, I saw oh. that. Yeah. I, I like that. I feel like he's a horror dude, and we can rely on him for good horror content. And um, I've got some news for later on in the show <laughs> regarding the Chainsaw Massacre, but we'll get to that later on in the show. Okay. Uh, rights to A Nightmare on Elm Street have reverted back to the West Craven estate. Nice. That's actually not so good. Okay. Because if they're back to West Craven, that means they've gone away from uh, New Line Cinema. Oh, yeah. And since West Wes Craven has unfortunately passed away, they're kind of out there. Nice. They're owned by uh, his kids. And that isn't necessarily a good thing. Right. I think, didn't his son make a movie, like a horror flick? Uh, I want to say I he did. Feel I, like I feel he like, did. yeah, I Let's feel see. like he did something. Yeah, I don't think it was very good. I, I don't think right. it was either. Uh, Cameron uh, Craven Cam- or... That sounds right. Cameron. I don't know. I could be I could, I could. could be completely wrong about that. But uh, right, it's not, I, I feel like this is not good news for us horror fans. If Wes Craven were still alive... Big thumbs up. Big thumbs up, yeah. Right now, though, it's kind of out there in the in the ether. Did you guys ever see a movie called Escape Room? Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. Pretty good show. 
Tyler, okay. Tyler Levine, the chick from Daredevil in True Blood, whatever her name is. That one was the uh, one where they are like in the, I don't know, in a room where the the floor falls a lot of out. Booby, yeah, a lot of booby traps. Yeah, that's yes. one of them. Okay. It was like an upside down room. Yes. Yes. That, uh, yes, I did see that. Uh, what's his name? Logan Miller has been confirmed for Escape Room 2. He played the one dude that survived. Oh, Remember okay. there was a dude and a chick that survived at yeah. the end? He's coming back. For a part two? For a part two. Oh. Okay. I actually liked Escape Room. What did you think of Escape Room? Uh, I didn't really like what it. What are you talking about? <laughs> you didn't really like it. I, li- I like the rooms. The you know rooms were good, but I think the the dramatic uh, acting and those crying and all that just did me i was just like shut the fuck up and go well you don't like you don't like acting monica is your problem <laughs> i just like death you just like uh people getting sawn in half yeah and things like that shut up and die like, there's, yeah. there's way too much talking in this movie i don't even fucking care what you people have to do with anything who even writes the dialogue anyway? is somebody gonna rip their shirt open or what fucking wasting my time you're crazy that is true your eyebrows messed up yeah you got a weird that one's got a weird earlobe by the way I can't even pay attention now dude there is a movie that looks absolutely badass and trailers are up for it up for it right now it's called Blood Vessel have you guys seen Uh or heard of this it looks fucking dope Uh, historical piece Nazis on a boat some kind of a fucking creature gets... Lo- well, okay, I should say post-Nazi. There's Nazis involved. Okay. And uh, Nazis for whatever... Their ship is abandoned at sea during World War II. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe Rush, uh, either Russians or an allied force board the, the ship, and we have like some resident e- evil creature situations going on. Wow. The trailers look goddamn amazing. I'm oh, psyched really? for this. You know why? Why? Because it's Australian. I just Googled oh, it. Oh, is that? Well, see, that explains Yay. something. That explains mm-hmm. something because if you watch this trailer, uh-huh. right up front, there's a giant picture of a swastika. <laughs> oh. Okay? Now, I get it. Uh-huh. Nazis fucking suck. They're assholes. Nobody likes them. But the swastika is still pictured. That's kind of a part of world history at this point right. whether we like it or not right you go back to uh what's that movie that we love um uh dead uh dead snow no right? no that oh. one has plenty of swastikas uh. the one that we just watched it wasn't too long ago it had nazis and uh there was um oh my god it, what was we, that it had wyatt russell in it what is the name of that movie uh uh oh my god i you know, know what i'm talking I t- about i know exactly it was it was fucking fantastic it was a it was a beautiful film and it was about weird nazi zombie-esque creatures not a swastika to be seen the entire Mm. movie Mm. Mm. yeah go fuck yourself overlord overlord god damn it monica that's why i love you and your weird great movie your weird fucking hair great great movie uh (laughs) set in world war ii uh, battling Nazis, zero swastikas. Not that I need swastikas in my movies. I'm not some kind of a white supremacist, but for the integrity of uh, historical reference, throw it in. There. They were in there. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. they were prominently displayed throughout the uh, the Second World War, and I right. apologize. Although I have nothing to apologize for, but that that you know, well, there you go. All right, uh, you guys remember last year about this time? 
Six Flags was running a pretty weird promotion. And they're doing it they're doing it again. Mm. Thirty hours inside of a coffin. Oh yeah, yeah. And we're oh. we're doing it again, kiddos. You think you can spend I if I'm not mistaken, I think last year was only like twelve hours in a coffin. Thirty remember. hours? Now it's up to thirty hours. Yeah, but you're allowed to bring a friend to talk you through it while you're in there. No. Not this time. This time you get uh, every three hours you, you get, get a, potty a break. you get a thirteen minute potty break. Uh-huh. Uh, meals will be served to you, but they have to be eaten inside, inside the, the casket. Yeah. And uh, if you if you do the whole thirty hours, you get like a gold package, which includes um, a uh, like a, a season pass, like yeah. a gold season pass to all six unlimited. flags parks, unlimited whatever. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, I heard the friend How was part of it, How do you sign up for this? You can sign up right now. Yeah, Just go to sixflags.com. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, unfortunately, they're being inundated with people wanting to do this, of uh-huh. course. So yeah. it's it's going to be a random lottery. Only six people are going to be allowed Ooh. to participate. Well, I'll still sign Get up. Get in there, man. Yeah, I'm going to. I think I could probably do it. It doesn't seem that bad. Yeah. You know? 30 hours. 30 hours, but I mean, you, it's not That's like you're in there 30 Basically hours. one day. Yeah, if, the, if yeah. you were actually in there, no food, no water, 30 hours. That's that's what I would want to do. I don't, that's I, like the hardcore. Dude, really. I'm going to take a dump in that casket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't want to, and I don't want to I spend. Mean, obviously, we would piss in it. You know, probably end up shitting in it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? 30 hours, you know. You know what? With my luck, I'll do it 15 minutes in. There's <laughs> a secret to that. What is the secret? Meditation. Eat it. <laughs> don't eat your poop. Don't do that. Take a flexorol before you get in your coffin. What does a flexorol do it's for a, you? It's a really, it's Stop a non- up narcotic okay. but it will knock you the fuck out you That's will what I was sleep oh, i would i would not i would bang like two nyquils and a benadryl that would probably that'll last you so far though. that'll probably get yeah, me no the flexorol will last you 24 hours well i mean i think they're gonna want you to like get out you yeah, know, you'll the, be able to get out, but during you'll the fall potty breaks, right back to sleep. Oh, okay. Without a hitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had to call nine one one. Oh, I'm so signing up for this. Do it. Do I'll I'll go there and root you on. I'll bring you uh, some wet wipes. And I'll, I'll be sleeping. The... I won't know anything. I know. I'm going to reach in and dab your chin to get the drool off. <laughs> get the drool off. You man. don't want that on, on camera. All right, you sons of bitches. That's all we got on the horror news. How about a little listen to mail? Oh, yeah. yeah. Listener mail. Yeah, boy. We got emails, voicemails, all kinds of fun stuff. Let's start it off in Reno, Nevada with our old friend, Sean. Sean's in the house. Subject hey, line. Hey, Sean. Hi, Sean. Terradome. Just votes again this week for singles. I think Michael Myers would win since he doesn't seem to really fear anything. And Pennywise relies on that for his power. Two more for Big Mike. Uh, For teams, I'm going with Killer Clowns. They have their variety of weapons, and critters seem like the kind of creatures the clowns would tame and use in their weird circus. That's a solid assessment, I think, Mm -hmm. Sean. Right on. That's it for me, Sean. Very cool, Sean. Bye, Sean. Thanks, Sean. 
we got a couple of voicemails here. Let's start it off with the um, the Dr. Praetorian of people that call into the podcast from sunny Alabama. Here comes Alan. Alan! Hey, Adam, what's Dasha. up? It's Woo! the uh, Rockstar Energy Drink of people that call into your oh, show. Oh, sure. Hope everybody's doing good. It's good to hear the whole crew back together again. Terror Dome, singles, give me uh, Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. And teams, give me the Killer Clowns. Marion mm-hmm. is obviously Pootie Tang. <laughs> anyway, I hope everybody's. Oh, shit, that's a cop. Bye. Bye. All right. Uh-oh, Watch out cop, for that huh? cop. <laughs> Dude, don't be calling us from your car. You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, Alan. Don't you know who I am? I'm Alan Jaja. Let me say it again. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm famous. All right, let's get down to sunny Southern California with uh with Monica's pod boyfriend. Here comes Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, Tom Hardy. Hi, Tom Hardy. Hey yo. Hey yo, padded room. How's my favorite degenerates this week? We're Great. good, sir. How are you? All doing well. Hope you're all there. We hey, are. Sorry, I missed you last week. I no, was actually up in uh, up in your fair city, and uh, and you didn't even call us. Tuesday almost hit you guys up to see if you were available because uh, found my ass uh, stranded downtown, having to walk to the uh, airport. And you didn't call and, us, uh, you son of a bitch. What it is. I scared actually, them last nice time. Walk, we did. Man. It's, uh, nice. Good walk through your head, all that. <laughs> anyway, uh, on to the tarot. What do you also, got? So, um, real quick. Oh, last week, mm. um, you know, in regards to the elite hunting court uh, versus the uh, versus the Sawyers, there, you know, I I really wanted to call in specifically on that one, just because you know I think we're given. I, I believe Tony the Pimp said this last week. You know, you're giving a little too much credit to the elite hunting court. You I think, think so? Really, what it is is they got a cool-ass name, but what are they really doing? They're just, you know, grabbing uh, teenagers, you know, drunk teenagers, getting uh, horny teens fucking drugged up so they can take them. They don't even do the killing. They just do the catching. Right. And I don't know really how elite they are. Like I said, they're just grabbing, you know, frat boys and shit. It's a snatch Anyway, uh, so right on to that. Glad that went the way it did. Uh, on to uh, this uh, this week's Terradome. What do you got? Um, you know, I'm going to take Michael Myers okay. over uh, Pennywise. I think the uh, the whole thing uh, I believe Darian mentioned about having to have having to have him scared of him is right. what's going to be his downfall. I think uh, I think he's going to walk through uh, whatever illusions Pennywise tries to throw out there, and uh, you know, just end up sticking a knife through his gut. I would agree. That's what we got on there. I guess he is the uh, cosmic flying space turtle to Pennywise's <laughs> giant spider, I guess. I don't know. You're exactly right, sir. Now on to the group. This one here now. I don't see what the or the argument. These are the Christ. I mean, right. they're going to roll right through the uh, the killer clowns. You're talking about popcorn guns. Yeah, man. And... Uh, Cotton, cotton candy, candy balloons, and all that bullshit. All kinds of the shit. He's just going to eat that. Uh, he's just going to eat right through that. Uh, and, you know, I mean, you can't always forget that the Christ can do that giant Christ ball thing and just roll over an entire city. Okay. But uh, I think they could take out that uh, Ravenger ball of Phantasm Five. 
Anyway. How did we get to Phantasm Five? There. Uh, real quick on the what are you looking at department, <laughs> I was able to catch that uh, YouTube one that you had mentioned last week, the Friday the 13th. Uh, yeah. Here Comes the Night, I think it is, the fan flip one. Correct. And I'm not going to say nothing bad about it because like, these guys. G-P'd. Wow, Tom got GP'd. Hardy, we haven't had anybody get GP'd in a while, man. You are a rock star. But he called back. In true Tom Hardy fashion, here he comes again. Hell yeah, Gene on the fucking beat. <laughs> I really thought I was going to get through this time without that, but anyway, it is what it is. So yeah, I was just saying, I'm not going to say nothing bad about it, because you know, they, they actually went out there and they did it. You know, They made something. So eh, acting is kind of, I haven't seen acting that bad since uh, Witch Trap. I don't know if you've wow. seen that. Oh, no. One of my personal faves, but I have seen anyway, it. Uh, you know, the other one, the... Um, Oh, what's it called? Uh, Never, Never Hike, Hike Alone, Alone, I think, is a far superior. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a great show. Anyway, hope all is well, and uh, you know, I'll talk to you later. Love you like family. Bye now. Love you, Tom Hardy. Bye, Tom Hardy. Thank you. Be safe out there, amigo. Yeah. Um, I do believe that that is it for Tom Hardy. Let's go to... Salt Lake City. Here comes Troy. Hey, Troy. Hi, Troy. Paranormal ambassador of the Padded Room Network. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? What's going on, Troy? Troy. Anyway, calling in, doing a check-in on the probation officers and the inmates <laughs> in the Padded Room lockdown. Anyway, on the Teradome, I forgot. So, how about picking the most unlikely to win, not the most out of that mishmash of picks and that those battles okay. unlikely to win for me. Anyway, uh, some movies. Um, I'm going to put you down for Pennywise. I pretty much seen the same thing you did, Darian. Okay. Um, Dark House. Oh. Night Shifter. Okay. Pretty good. Hmm. Not bad. Night Shifter was, I believe, Spanish. And, uh, yes. Morgue attendant had to Find a murder by talking corpses was pretty cool. Pretty dope. It's, it's weird. Um, American Horror Story. Apocalypse? Pretty intriguing, you know, but I think it got kind of... The new one. For the first episode, I was kind of like, oh, I can kind of figure this out a little bit. You know, it's not mm. too, you know, Friday the 13-ish, but okay. it's a bit more, I know what you did last summer. Maybe I'm glad you brought that, that up. I've got something to say on that. Uh, the two worst ones, I think, that I watched were De- Detectives. <laughs> Dead detectives. Dead And then the most raved one last week was called The Furies. Okay. Monica saw that one. I like, I'm not even going to listen to anybody that raves about something because it always lets me down. <laughs> um, I feel you on that. I'd say the gore stuff was pretty cool, but just a lot of screaming girls freaking out because one's connected to a uh, all these different serial killers, but are they talking into their face? It's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Hills Have Eyes. Okay, yeah, I've seen it before. All right, thumbs down. Oh, anyway, I'm probably going to get GP'd. Um, watched another show on the Travel Channel. Okay, with my paranormal twist, and I will call back. Okay, very cool. 
I've heard good things about the Furies. I haven't seen it myself yet. You need to watch I'm it. I'm going to get on that. <clears throat> I got that. It's another one I got loaded on my pirate ship. It got a lot of thumbs ups. <laughs> so I'm excited to hopefully check that out very soon. Uh, he did call back. <clears throat> Troy did. Here he comes with his call back from the Travel Channel. Okay, call back. All right. Anyway, I was watching Travel Channel the other night, and they had a program on there. You know, they might as well call it the Paranormal Channel. Right. Um, They were talking about, they had like a two-hour movie about Helltown. Helltown. Um, It was a place called Boston, Ohio. They declared this town in the, not only in the 70s, but pre, you know, 1800s or something. A lot of evacuations, a lot of soil you know, not, you know, be able to grow crops and toxics and things like that in the soil. Okay. Um, Anyway, they evacuated in the 70s, and then they had all this, you know, they embellished pretty much on my research, they they embellished on the show. Is there... Saying there was like this cult there, you know, there were allegedly Satanists in the Presbyterian Church because some of the things had, you know, upside-down crosses in sort of the, the... a-frames and things of the construction of their church. Well, um, but anyway, they they um, were saying this cult that followed the Wendigo, and there's no mm. sight of unseen of any Wendigo. Uh, they had a, you know the typical um, lost in the forest right. and sacrifices and crybaby bridges and mm. uh, you know you name it. Um, so they shut the thing down, the whole town down, and told okay. everybody to get out in the 70s. They told them. You know, they were building a park and some nationality thing where turned out it was all false. Turned out there was like a big toxic dump and Ooh. just a big Sounds mess. Sounds like Nevada. Um, <laughs> anyway, so they, they uh, you know, have all these speculations. But the Travel Channel show made like it was a big, you know, Wendigo attack on these military guys that were doing this investigation, and, you know, in this you know, the toxic dump and everything, and just kind of goofy, but uh, it, it's partially true and partially not, so I guess, you know, that's how the travel channel works. Right. Anyway, um, you guys have fun, and, and also, uh, it, Chapter 2 was a good movie, and I take it for how long it was. It could have been a six-hour movie, and I would have loved it, but okay. anyway, um, you have fun. I'll talk to you later. Right on. Thanks, Troy. Thanks for calling in, Troy. <laughs> I like that that uh, that historical folklore oh, aspect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what cool. that's what uh, got me all hot and bothered about the Blair Witch mm-hmm. until I found out it was all bullshit. All bullshit, yeah. But until then, I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna go to fucking Maryland and yeah, check some shit out." That too. So now, apparently, we <laughs> have to go. go yeah, we have to go to Boston, Ohio, and try to find a Wendigo. Yeah, I like that. We'll take Troy with us. He'll uh, he'll know the the lay of the land. Right on, dudes. Let's take a quick sneak peek at the old junk folder. Make sure nobody got missed. All right, you maniacs. Looks like that's all we got on the listener mail. Do you guys have anything for Troy, Tom Hardy, Alan, or Sean? Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for calling right in. Of course. Thank you very much, inmates. We are going to go live on the Psycho Bunny Death Cult right about now. Oh, yeah! Brad, I got an idea for
That's right, inmates. We are talking about Poltergeist 2, The Other Side, from 1986. Uh, this one got a lowly 5.3 stars on IMDb. Mm. Stars, Joe Beth Williams, Greg T. Nelson, and Heather O'Rourke, the mm-hmm. untimely departed Heather O'Rourke, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, the Curse of the Poltergeist franchise. Was anybody up to speed on this thing? Yes. Uh, the Native American dude mm-hmm. died. Uh, Dominique Dunn, of course, died. Yes. Was Was it just me, or did I completely miss a mention of her character at all? In this That's movie? what I was going to ask did you. I, did I miss there? it? Because they just completely. It seemed to me that they just didn't even <laughs> bring her up at all. No, they didn't. as if she never existed in this yeah. movie. I could be wrong. There could be. Did they say something? I don't know. No, I don't think they did. Okay. I never noticed it. I didn't notice it, and that's kind of fucked up. And I think that they uh, owe the Dominique Dunn estate an apology or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they should do about that, but it's kind of fucked up that they did that. Uh, anyway, so we're gonna pick up with the Freelings. Uh, Stephen and Diane, Craig mm-hmm. T. Nelson and Joe Beth Williams, immediately following the events of Poltergeist 1, in which their house, as you'll recall, imploded on itself, mm-hmm. which was actually pretty dope. I think that yeah. was part one of the best parts of the whole movie. Um, so now uh, they're living with uh, Diane's mom, and we don't really need to get to know this older lady because she's not going to be around too much longer. Uh, but the, the crux of the story is that um, we're now learning that there is more to the Cuesta Verde uh, subdevelopment and estate than we had even come to know in Poltergeist 1. Right. So you'll mm-hmm. recall in Poltergeist 1, they built the houses on top of a cemetery, but you only move the headstones! Right. You only move the headstones! Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which is actually, I, I think, uh, physically impossible. I mean, you can do that, and you can build a house on top of it. I don't think you can run any utilities uh, no. to said house. No sewer. No sewage, no electric. Well, you could probably do <laughs> well, electric. electric. Uh, gas, I don't think, is going to yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of of uh, what I like to call red flags going on here. Mm-hmm. But it's 1982, so who gives a shit? I'm, I'm perfectly okay to sign off on all of this nonsense. Um, so now they're, they're living, our family, the Freelings, is living with Diane's mom. They're still the yuppies that we've come to know and love. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, Stephen has gotten himself a job selling vacuums door to door. Yeah. Which sounds like the most demeaning job uh, ever known to man. <laughs> great vacuum. Job. I hope you're nailing horny housewives because that's probably the only benefit. You're not making any money, clearly, selling vacuums door to door. But you need to buy this. Yeah. This guy. Look at the suction. Look at the long hose on this one. You can get all those possible corners. You getting turned on, Monica? Well, <laughs> if you look like Tom Hardy, you can come over and sell me hey. a vacuum. <laughs> I'll buy it. <laughs> so that really sucks, but that's all well and good because we're gonna we're gonna pick up with well actually we're gonna pick up with a weird Native American ceremony. That's mm-hmm. where the movie starts. Yep. Uh, we have a older Native American sitting on a weird rock formation. Uh, having himself a fire, which is all well and good, a campfire. And then an older Native American appears 
and they have like a uh, like a chant chanting mm-hmm. off chant off I don't know what you call that and then an eagle flies by and then the slightly younger Native American gets up and does like a I'm the champion kind of a pose and then we roll right into our freeling story mm-hmm. all this is going to come into play later so from there we're going to catch up with the freelings uh, now living mm-hmm. with Diane's mom which sucks it's humiliating for Steven I'll give you that mm-hmm. um, inmates you're probably wondering what's going on with Monica's nipples right now uh, we've got some. We've got some news for you. We have new Psycho Bunny Death Cult buttons. Yeah, can you see it, on, everyone? On the right, right nipple, there. and then the left nipple is a Padded Room Podcast button. Bra not included. Hey, whatever you guys. I mean, if you want to pay a little extra, I, I will, could probably pierce it in there. I'll steal one of her bras and send them to you if you want to. It's patreoncom slash Pod is where you find those. Yeah, there you go. Boom. <laughs> so now we're with the Freelings. Okay, mm-hmm. it's all well and good. They're living with Diane's mom. Uh, we're mm-hmm. going to get a, a kind of a silly situation here where they're having a picnic. Diane's mom is knitting through said picnic, and she asks Carol Ann to get, retrieve her various colors of yarn. Mm-hmm. Carol Ann does this without looking. So what we're saying is uh, Carol Ann has just become Danny Torrance of The Shining because now she's all of a sudden psychic, mm-hmm. even though that doesn't make any fucking sense since uh, none of this was came to fruition in the first movie. Right. Whatever. All right, let's just glaze past it. She's yeah. psychic now. It's fine. Sure. Who cares? Why not? Yeah, guys yeah, gives you a shit. And anyway, that's fine. Uh, so now we're going to roll right into our main story. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the weird shit is starting to happen around mom's house. Okay, it's 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 kind of subtle at first, as it should be. We got a, a vacuum that takes off on its own, and it's everybody kind of does like a, ooh, what the fuck is this? Like as if, you know, hey, Here we're, we go again. we're all veterans of paranormal s- situations, so ooh, vacuum, look out. Yeah. It's fine. It's all, but then you find out it was plugged in weird or whatever. Uh, here's the thing, though. Okay, we're right off the right off the, the get go. We're going to discover some family issues going on with our beloved Freelings. Uh, for example, we never see Greg T. Greg T. Nelson in this movie without an alcoholic beverage in his hand. Um, Can you blame him? I would be pretty hammered too. I would be <laughs> yeah. fucking sloshed after that first one, whew. dude. You know what? It's drunk. It's drunk town for me, day yeah. in day out. Uh, I'm gonna find some strip clubs <clears throat> too, because that's. I feel like has anybody heard of a haunted strip club? No. So that sounds like a pretty safe bet for me to a good place for me to be is a strip club. Nothing makes sense in horror movies. <laughs> you got that right. You're exactly right, Aaron, but we're going to try to piece it together and make it somehow plausible for you. Uh, she can find colored yarn balls. She can't. Without oh, looking. Yeah, without without looking, looking, though, is the thing. Although so she guessed wrong the first time. She is Danny Torrance, is what it is. It doesn't fucking matter. All right, so now we're going to get a very Scatman Crothers uh, conversation between uh, the grandmother and Carol Ann. Mm-hmm. And which, oh, you can see things, can't you? You know things before they happen. My grandmother and I, my grandmother and I used to have conversations without ever talking. Oh, you got that shine to you. Oh, wait, that's a different movie that came about 10 years before this. But we're going to rip it right the fuck off. But that was like a cop out that happened in the 80s a lot. Was that we didn't know, you know what else is a cop out? Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but there's another cop out that happened and we jumped right to it in this movie. 
All right, so uh, it's fine. We're going to say Carol Ann Psychic. All well and good. Now we're going to cut to a shopping excursion a couple days later. We have uh, Diane, Robbie. Robbie's back in the house, by the way. Mm -hmm. He's present. Mm -hmm. Uh, The older daughter, gone, vanished, vamoosed. Like she never existed. As if she were never even part of the story to begin with. She ran away. Um, Let's talk about that for a second. Dominique Dunn, Mm -hmm. unfortunately murdered uh, by her boyfriend in Los Angeles. That sucks. Um, I'm sure she would have gone on to be a great actress, but... For the purposes of this film, at least mention her. I mean, you could you could solve this with one line of dialogue. Hey, uh, it's a good thing we sent what's her name to that military mm-hmm. academy. Or, and I don't want to sound insensitive here, we could easily find a a uh, uh, I don't know fourteen fifteen year old brunette in a plaid skirt and shove her in there. How many lines did she have in the first Poltergeist movie outside of screaming? Mm. Not very many. Not very many. So Mm-mm. I think, ah, just saying. I mean, it's worth fixing at least. Yeah. Instead of just completely forgetting about. Regardless. Uh, so Robbie's in the house. They're on this uh, little shopping mm-hmm. excursion. Uh, everybody's, you know, look. They go to this weird mall. Uh, they call it a mall, but it's more like a porch. With yeah. a lot of shops. It's like a mall. weird porch mall with stairs, mm-hmm. which I guess was a thing in the 80s. We never had one here in Reno. Do you have one in Carson? Mm-hmm. No. No, no I porch malls. I can't think of one in uh, L.A. either. Uh, no, me neither. They had the Galleria, which was a good place to but go. But it was in inside. It was. Yeah. And you could see where Arnold Schwarzenegger swang down <laughs> from, in Commando. Remember the scene in Commando where he swings down? Or Chopping Mall, where That's they blew right. up the elevator. Yeah. Or uh, Fast Time, Fast Times Original. <gasps> oh, High. definitely. Right, in the food court, where uh-huh. yeah, you could you know if you if you're some kind of a fanboy like us. Hey, Jim's in the house. Hi, Jim. 80s were awesome. Hey, this show was better than Autumn After Dark. Have, has anybody seen Autumn After Dark? No. No. That sounds like a Skinamax kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking. I think I'd rather Her see... Name was Autumn. I think I'd rather see Autumn After Dark, Jim, <laughs> than uh, Poltergeist 2. All right, well, we'll get into that. I mean, there's no nudity in this one. I can tell you that right now. All right, anyway, yeah. uh, so they're at the mall, and they're kind of walking around. Everything's cool. Uh, Carol Ann kind of wanders herself off for a second, and she... Uh, catches the eye of an older gentleman, an old man walking around mm. singing Christian hymnals. Mm. And because she's now Danny Torrance, she notices that people are walking right through him as if uh, he's some kind of a ghost. And she's like, oh, what the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Uh, Carol Ann kind of in this days uh, kind of removes herself from Diane and Robbie. And now she's on her own. And the old man comes up and starts singing to her. He's like, Hey, little girl, are you lost? Do you need some help? Why don't you come with me? Okay, this is the Reverend Henry Kane, Mm -hmm. as we'll come to know and love throughout the franchise. And I'll I'll give you this. He is about as creepy as creepy is. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's about a fucking creeper. Yeah. He's got, like, yellow teeth. This ear-to-ear smile constant throughout the whole movie. Skeleton body. And just this like sing-songy kind of a, a dialect that just, it's meant to put you at ease, but at the same time, it's very off-putting. Mm. Meant to creep you out. And what is creepier than Christian hymnals? Mm. You start singing about Jesus, I immediately get, I gotta fucking go, man. Yeah. You're freaking me right out. I got, I got, I got to go, dude. This is about as far as this relationship is going to go. 
She was freaking through the entire first movie. Sorry, Carolyn, your older sister has gone bonkers. You're exactly right. Uh, probably Scarlet, whoever that is. <laughs> You're exactly right. Um, so that's probably why she wasn't brought back. I mean, other than, of course, the actress being dead, is probably why the character wasn't brought back for the second movie. Uh, regardless, so now uh, this old man is like entertaining Carol Ann there at the shopping mall waiting for her parents to come back. Terrible uh, parents. Yeah, man. Right? What the fuck are uh, you doing? First movie? What the hell? What the fuck yeah. are you doing, dude? You just walk off and leave your daughter hanging? 80s, different time. We didn't have car seats or any of that shit, so uh, whatever. Uh, eventually, uh, Diane's like, oh, where's Carol Ann? And Robbie's like, oh, she's over there with that old guy. So they go back there and they retrieve Carol Ann, listen to a few minutes of the Christian hymnals, and uh, move on. And they're like, hey, thank you very much for holding on to our daughter there. No problem. No problem at all. <laughs> Ooh, shit. So they get out of there. As they're leaving, of course, uh, Carol Ann sees a few more people walk right through the old guy, which is creepy as shit. And then we go home and everything's cool. Now, Crack House Matt's in the house. Now, we cut to that night. Now, this is where we're going to go a little deeper into Danny Torrance land, Mm -hmm. which is kind of hacky, if I do say so myself. But Carol Ann is now (laughs) psychic, and we just have to learn to live with it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Because that night, she's going to go into her grandmother's room for no apparent reason, give her a kiss on the cheek, and then retire to her own quarters. Mm -hmm. About uh, five, ten minutes after that, her toy phone... Is now ringing. She picks up the toy phone, which is not plugged in or electronic in any way, and she has a conversation with her grandmother, who should, for all intents and purposes, be asleep in the next room. Mm-hmm. Um, come to find out, Grandma died that night, and that's mm-hmm. a motherfucker. And apparently, she called Carol Ann from the other side uh, to uh, bid her a fond adieu and tell her to be a good kid and not to. Uh, Fuck off, I guess. And this was stolen from the Twilight Zone episode. A lot of this movie was mm-hmm. stolen from <laughs> other movies and other things and stuff like that. That was the creepiest fucking episode, by the way. Which one? The telephone one? Yes, where yeah. the, she finds the, the telephone wires are going into the dude's grave. Oh, I thought you meant with a kid that was talking to Grandma. Oh, no. And Grandma told him no. to commit suicide. No, that was even worse. <laughs> Fuck off. Dude. Twilight, watch the old Twilight. So there's some twi- the old Twilight Zones, black and white with Rod Sperling, nightmare fuel, straight mm-hmm. up. Uh, the Jordan Peele stuff, yeah, whatever. Anyway, moving on. So Grandma's dead. That's a motherfucker. And uh, Caroline had a full on conversation with her via the toy phone the night before. Now, cut to the next night. Mm. A very evil cloud is brewing above the Freeling residence, and. Uh, what comes next? Mm. Evil rain pouring on the Freeling residence. What comes next, you wonder? <laughs> An evil <laughs> leak in the skylight right above Carol Ann's uh, toy phone that, port, that, that drops the evil water onto the evil phone. Night gallery. Night You're gallery. exactly That was another one. But that one had like comedic elements because, yeah. I don't know, it just seemed funnier to me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like a very disco vibe to it. Anyway, evil rain uh, dripping onto the um, uh, toy phone and causing, you know, fring, fring, fring every time a, a raindrop hits it. Mm-hmm. So eventually Carolyn's like, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm trying to sleep. Who the fuck is calling me now? Gets up and answers it. Hi, Grandma. Oh, yeah, okay. Hey, wait a minute. You're not my grandma. From the mall? Who? 
Yeah, you're kind of creepy. You got yellow teeth. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to hang up. And then here comes the mm. typical trademark poltergeist fucking full-on light uh, maelstrom horse shit that... Tornado. That completely <laughs> takes you out of the movie and yeah. takes us from semi-believable ghost town to a Disneyland ride like that. Mary Poppins. And they Am didn't I wrong? have the clown. They didn't have the clown. They had one doll. Yeah, and all she did was like... Like look around and her eyes would open and she would the like head would turn every now and then. And they should have stuck the same clown back in this would movie you too. The clown off the first one? <laughs> well, she would have. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's, she would have invited the old guy into her house. Get rid of well, all these toys. <laughs> I've got some porno. You want to watch it? No. <laughs> this disc was. Oh, hey, what's this? Uh, ooh. Keep oh. singing those weird songs. They're kind of hot. <laughs> the Playboy but she's a... up in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> You're not selling sex toys door to door, are you? Let's have a passion party. <laughs> so says Nipples with the buttons over here. Anyway, it's weird. So she gets all freaked out. We have the 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 typical poltergeist maelstrom. Uh, this time, though, Robbie and uh, Carol Ann manage to not get sucked into a weird dimension. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, they just cover themselves in blankets and hide out. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, the Freelings are well acquainted with this type of behavior, so they go f- and find him, and everything's cool. Now, we're going to cut to the um, now dilapidated neighborhood that used to be Cuesta Verde, um, which we'll remember from Poltergeist 1. Now, it, the whole... The whole stretch is like just a ruin. There's like a continuous 24-hour dust storm that's blowing through there. Mm -hmm. All the lawns are like dead, and the houses are all up for sale, and uh, it's fucked. The whole whole shit is fucked. Mm -hmm. And we've got a weird archaeological dig going on uh, right at the site of the the old Freeling house, and Tangina is uh, leading this little situation. Mm -hmm. You'll remember Tangina from the first movie. Played by Zelda Rubenstein, who, in my humble opinion, has the most annoying voice. Caroline. That's like fi- that's like fingers on a chalkboard to me. And I'm sorry, it's just me. I'm sure she was a wonderful uh, lady and actress, and mm-hmm. uh, she did the vo- uh, what was that reality show, Scariest Places on Earth. She did the voice for that too, and I couldn't watch it because I can't stand her voice. I'm sorry, it's just me. I'm sure she's great. I apologize, but I just can't handle it. But anyway, now she's all of a sudden an archaeologist. And we can tell she's an archaeologist because she has that weird tactical vest on while she's there with all the pockets. Um, I give it away. Yeah. So she's got (laughs) – I assume she has like tools and uh, like first aid kits in all these pockets. I don't know what the fuck she's doing. Anyway, uh, she rolls up and she's like – there's a hole underneath the pool. And come to find out, underneath what was the Freeling's pool that caused all the problems to begin with in the first movie, there's another hole underneath that fucking thing that nobody even came to look at or mention during the construction of the Cuesta Verde estates or any... Nope. How are we going to get gas to this house... I, okay, whatever. Whatever. I don't care. I don't even care anymore. Uh, but uh, there's a giant hole. And dig this. There's a tomb underneath. No pun intended. There's a tomb underneath 
the fucking pool mm-hmm. in through the hole. You go okay, so you got your pool. Mm-hmm. Underneath the pool is a hole. You go down into the hole. It's like a giant tomb down there, dude. Mm-hmm. Is what what we're saying. And yep. now Tangi is down there, and uh, we're going to recognize that she has the Native American from the beginning of the movie. He's down there too, and they're both poking around all kinds of skeletons, cave markings. Weird bugs and silver fish. And I want to know cool. where he came from. I don't like, how shit. did he get involved who in can, all I, of this? Don't ask questions, Monica. <laughs> You're asking too many questions. Stop thinking about this, okay? It's like her head hunger. Yeah, just stop thinking about it. Doesn't matter. So he's like, "Whoa, check all this shit out!" And she gets uh, the the Native American guy down there, and she's like. We're going to meet this dude. His name's Taylor. She, like, high-fives him, and she's like, Taylor, this is exactly what I thought it was. And then Taylor's like, mm-hmm. Where's the family now? And then now this is where we're at. So we're going to cut to a couple nights later. Family has another paranormal encounter in which the inside of the house gets very windy and earthquakey, mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what? We've seen this shit before. We're going to get right the fuck out of here. And that'll be the end of that. So Get they pack, out. As they should, right? They all yeah. pack uh, overnight bags and jump into the weirdo station wagon. And uh, they're hauling ass out. As they're leaving the house, though, Taylor is ro- walking up. And he's like, I've come to protect you. And Stephen is like, great. You stay here. We're gone. Mm-hmm. Hop in the station wagon. Adios. Uh, we don't know. I assume that Taylor just stays there by himself. Yeah. Right? In the middle of the weird earthquakey uh situation so they're like yeah we're out of here dude now this is where things get very silly mm-hmm. and by like even more silly than they already are because now we're going to go to a weird truck stop slash denny's type of an operation middle of the night again uh stephen freeling drinking a beer as he should uh while everybody else is enjoying their moons over my hammy and the uh lady with the um curlers in her hair sitting at the counter just gets up and starts talking to diane as if she were her mother diane you've got to fight this thing uh you can't run he's just gonna follow you and then diane's like oh my god mom uh." and then the lady with the curlers is like i'm not your mom you crazy lady and then she hauls ass out of there okay all right whatever (laughs) <laughs> whatever dude <laughs> whatever man i'm okay to write this off so good <clears throat> now uh they like kind of resolve themselves to go back meet with taylor which they do because they really don't have anywhere else to go they're broke uh the uh insurance claim keeps getting denied because who the fuck is going to buy the imploding house gag right mm-hmm. or the disappearing house gag for that matter yeah <laughs> and um so now they have nowhere else to go, so they go right back to mom's house to deal with the paranormal situation, as it is. Uh, Taylor's there waiting for him, and he's like, I'm here to help. Tangina sent me. I am apologize if I'm doing a stereotypical Native American accent, but I should mention that that is exactly what he sounded like throughout the entire movie. And they're like, okay, uh, if Tangina sent you, it's okay. Come on in. You can build a teepee in our backyard, which is... Really? Okay, I'm not. I'm, I'm not the fucking racist here. Okay, I'm telling you what happened in the movie. This, this is how. Did he not build a teepee in the backyard? He did. That's exactly what he did. I'm sorry. I didn't write I this. I was wondering why he was staying in the backyard. Why would you make him stay in the backyard? You're gonna. He's gonna save your family from, from the spiritual nonsense. Yeah. You make him build. 
could you put a headdress on while you do this? And uh, you're a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Maybe you could do like a. <laughs> I'm not the bad guy here, people. Okay, I'm just telling you what happened. That's mm-hmm. it. That's that's all I'm he, doing. He was a smart one. I stayed in the house. <laughs> As, no, I'm oh. gonna go build a. Uh, a weird hut out of uh, what appears to be toilet paper in the back. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, so rolling right along, they're like, okay, now uh, cut to the next morning. They're like, I don't know about this Taylor guy. Tangina says okay, but cut to uh, Taylor in the backyard doing like Tai Chi. And then he uh, summons a cloud of butterflies. So they're like, that guy's all right. He's got a cloud of butterflies on him. All right, perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is where things we finally get to creepy town here because now uh, Carol Ann is playing outside and a mysterious sunny day rainstorm happens upon the uh, the the house there, which is pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. We every now and then we get those here in Reno though. Mm-hmm. Sun will be out, hot as shit, starts raining for no reason. Yeah. It happens and it follows you. Usually doesn't happen on one specific house on the neighborhood, though. At least here in Reno. Maybe other places. Uh, so she's out there playing, getting drenched. And then uh, Robbie goes out and he's like, Carolina, it's raining out here. Come on inside. As she's like packing up all of her dolls and shit to go inside, we see our uh, creepy old guy walking up the street singing Christian songs again. Oh, Jesus, he's a pretty good guy. I really... <laughs> Like me, some Jesus. He's, he's got a twinkle in his eye. <laughs> I don't fucking know. That's not what it was. Well, here's the th- <laughs> here's what's the creepiest part about this. They have like a long driveway, so they all run inside. Well, they're trying to get out of the rain, but uh, then they have to just kind of stand there on the porch and watch this dude mosey up the driveway to the front door to actually talk to them. So starts talking to him. Uh, they're all like, hey, uh, Frico, we're going inside because we don't want to get wet. Uh, Steven, though, is still standing there. And he's like, all right, well, I'm not going to let you into my house, but I'll talk to you here on the porch. So uh, this Kane, he introduces himself, Reverend Henry Kane, and he says that the family is in grave danger because they've let Taylor into their house. Right. Now, here's the motherfucker about this. Taylor is present on premises. In the building, mm-hmm. he does nothing to intervene in this conversation, right? Which is kind of kind of weird. But no, I get it. Why, why? Why? Why would you get? I don't understand. The end of the conversation. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. So um, the uh, the Reverend goes on to explain that Taylor is a threat and that he's undermining Stephen, undermining Stephen's authority. Stephen is taking this very hard. He's probably hitting the bottle, and that the Reverend is his friend and he just to let him in the house please let me in and steven's like well well, you're my friend he's like hypnotized or something right he's like we'll let you in it's gonna be okay so he starts to let him in and then carol ann comes in from the background she's like daddy and he's like what 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 the fuck no hey no i'm not gonna let you in i gotta go dude Mm -hmm. and then uh the reverend is like okay then i'll see you again nice meeting you and he goes walking off and then Taylor shows up. He's like, that was the Reverend Kane. It's a good thing you didn't let him in because he's really evil. Well, where the fuck were you when he was putting the heebie-jeebies right? on me, man? He was testing him. He's like, oh, I want to see how he does. The fuck off. You're supposed to be protecting me, not <laughs> testing me. What the, hell? what the hell, man? I let you set up a teepee in my backyard, and all you're doing is fucking off in my kitchen while I'm doing battle with the evil uh, Reverend here. You're supposed to, you, how about a cloud of butterflies, fucko? That's what we need right about now. Anyway, 
So that's all well and good. Uh, then he leaves and then, okay, now things are going to get even weirder because not only are we going to find out that Carol Ann is psychic, but Diane is psychic also. What? Yeah, what the what? <laughs> All of a sudden she's getting like these weird flashbacks about people being, uh, you know, in like old timey clothes being put in a hole in the ground and they're freaking out. And, uh, and then here's this Kane character in the middle of it. Psychic in the first one. No, of course not. Because that may have been actually, actually useful in the first one. Mm-hmm. Something that they could, you know, use. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Anyway, so that's all well and good. It's creepy. I'll give mm-hmm. you that. Now we're going to cut to that night. This is where things start to get a little wacky. <laughs> wackier than they already are so robbie's upstairs he's got a full mouth of braces kind of like this dude right here see that just like that uh he's upstairs brushing his braces and caroline comes up and she's like hey man you got to finish brushing your braces and i think robbie had a weird idea about possibly shaving for the first time yeah Yeah. is he like i'm gonna i'm gonna get out of here i'm gonna be like a man and i'm gonna shave Mm. my face even though Mm. i don't have pubes yet um, all of a sudden his brace, like first he like goes into the medicine cabinet and there's like a bunch of zombies in the medicine cabinet, Yeah, but he doesn't see him. He just closes the medicine cabinet after he gets the shaving cream and then his braces come alive. Mm. Braces come alive and they like wrap his head up in, in wire and he's like, I got the braces and then like secure him to the ceiling. And then that's when all the freaking out starts. And everybody goes in there to try to rescue him from his own braces. And uh, the braces, it, <laughs> we're talking about killer braces, inmates, if, uh, if anybody's just tuning in. <laughs> the braces are trying to plug themselves into a light socket as if to <laughs> electrocute everybody in the bathroom. Because now we've got the whole team in there trying to pull him away from his own mouth. <laughs> trying to pull him away from his own mouth. Yep. Uh, eventually, the braces succeed in plugging themselves into the uh, light socket, oh. and everybody gets zapped for a second, and then he crashes off the ceiling, and everybody's fine. Really. Uh-huh. Everybody's just fine, a little shaken up. So really, if they would have just let the braces plug themselves in, this could have been done in like 30 seconds flat. And, you know, hey, whoa, yeah. whoa, what the, oh, shit. Got to be careful with those light sockets, man. <laughs> you got to be careful with those braces. The braces and the light sockets <laughs> do not mix, my friend. I'm telling you right now. Mm-mm. So, really, this whole thing, this whole sequence amounts to a big waste of time. <laughs> well, it was a distraction. It was. And while that was going on uh, and everybody was freaking out, Carol Ann has gone missing yet again. So, uh, this part is kind of wacky. Because now we're doing like a room-to-room search. Where's Carol Ann? I don't know. Could she be? I don't fucking know. Where's Taylor? All of a sudden, we can't find him all all of a sudden either. Eventually, they find Carol Ann and Taylor, and everything's cool momentarily. So that's kind of weird. Am I wrong? No, you're right. He's just like... He's just, they're hey, just... just kind of, hey, you know? I, was, I was hanging with her here in the living room the whole time. Yeah, they're not after him. Yeah. They're after her. Yeah, but it's okay. We were sitting here in your lazy boy recliner, <laughs> and this is, the safe, this is the safe zone, the lazy boy. So whoever's in the lazy boy is going to make it. Ah, oh, fucking whatever, dude. <laughs> Dad, I noticed for... For them kidnapping her in the first one, the family like really didn't pay attention no, they, to her. No, they were like they were wow, terrible. No, yeah, they're yeah. terrible. They took a very laissez-faire approach to the recovery of their child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, 
Maybe she wasn't their favorite child. Maybe they didn't. Possibly, they didn't know? particularly care for that little girl to begin with. Let so your hope that happens no, again. Maybe no. it's actually taking. You're the problem. You need to go. Yeah, right? So she's in the TV, is what you're saying? Well, I think if we just turn the TV off, I think that's really we can just wrap this whole thing up. Can you really, get a little closer to the TV. We change a channel. Uh, maybe she put her in a football game or something. I don't know. Anyway, it's fucking silly. So now they're like, oh, hey, you're supposed to be helping. And he's like, I was protecting her. And they're like, oh, okay. He's like, it's not you they're after. It's after her. So I got to hang with her. He's like, all right, well. So the next day, Stephen, Freeling, and Taylor go on this weird Native American spirit quest type of a deal mm-hmm. where they go out to the desert. They find a, a what I'm going to call a sweat lodge, or I guess mm-hmm. for yeah. lack of a better term. It's a hole in the ground, and they climb in there, and they start a fire, and they sweat it out. And uh, they get, like, some cool visions. And uh, at some point, uh, Taylor is handed, like, a weird spear type of a thing with feathers on it. And he's like, here's the spear. And he's like, all right, I got the spear. Sounds like a good time. And then when they come out of the hole in the ground, uh, Taylor's like, you're a warrior now. And Steven's like, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm a warrior. Does that mean I still have to sell <laughs> vacuums door to door? Because that's how I'm going to pay my bills mm-hmm. while I'm a warrior. So that sucks. Uh, now that while all that's going on, though, we have another exchange back at the house. Tangina shows up and she's got some stuff to go over with Diane. She brought a bunch of pictures and we're going to get some backstory on this creepy old guy, the mm-hmm. uh, Reverend Henry Kane. Turns out this motherfucker uh, led some sort of a religious cult in the early 1800s from the East Coast to California to try to start a utopian society. Mm-hmm. This is the best part of the movie, in my opinion, because we're getting this backstory. That's like yeah. the most compelling part of the whole story. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were basically a doomsday cult, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Uh, sealed themselves in a cave in preparation for said doomsday. The date rolled, came, went, and they're like, okay, I guess the world's over. We can come out now. But the reverend was like, oh, no, 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 no. We got to stay in here. We just, you know how you're thinking about going up there? No, we're going to stay in here because this is, just don't. Just don't even go up there. You don't want it. So naturally, there's a bunch of kids down there, and they all start starving to death and freaking out while this motherfucker is Full of smiles and more Christian singing and, oh, you can't go up there. And naturally, they all starve to death, and that really sucks. Now, the real shitty part about this is that excavation point underneath mm-hmm. the Freeling's pool that we saw at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, mouth of the cave that they all sealed themselves into. What? Fucking fuck, man. <laughs> you didn't put that in the brochure, did you? Nope. Yeah, it's worth at least 50000 off the asking price, I feel, I feel like. <laughs> and it should probably be some kind of a historical monument or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Regardless, that's, that's the whole thing. Now, uh, what Tangina is going to bring to our attention is that the, the spirit of the Reverend Kane has attached himself to Carol Ann, much, mm-hmm. much like the spirits of the Overlook attached themselves to Danny Torrance, uh, although in a must, much less original way. And now it doesn't matter where the Freelings go because he's going to go after Carol Ann and he's going to follow him and uh, 
Scary shit. Scary shit's going on there, dude. <laughs> While that's going on, who should roll up on the scene but the Reverend Kane himself? Oh, my goodness. Knocks on the door again. You got to let me in. And she's like, no, dude. You're fucking freaking me out. I'm not letting you in my house. So she closes the door. And again, the maelstrom. <laughs> right about now, our newly founded Native American warrior, uh, Stephen Freeling, rolls up. And he's like, hey. We're going to have a great time. He's, he's trying way too hard. At this. We're going to have a great time tomorrow. We're going to go to the water slides. And then we're going to go to the miniature golfing. And then we're going to go here. And we're going to have a great time. And it doesn't fucking matter. And the kids are like, dude, Robbie's wearing a football helmet now. Uh, 24 hours a day. <laughs> as he probably should, realistically. But he's like, ah, dad, whatever, man. I'm just trying to live for the next 24 hours without my braces strangling me to death. Right? I'd be trying to take off my braces. I'd be trying to do something, man. <laughs> uh, everybody else is all freaked out, and he's like, come on, we got to have a good time. He gets it at this point. He's like, we have to like continue to be a family despite this shit. That's the only way we're going to fight it. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, no, dude, we're way too weirded out right now. So um, cut to that night. Unfortunately, Stephen Freeling is now a... Level two alcoholic, I would say. I don't know what a level two alcoholic is, but he's not like a chemical dependent alcoholic. He's he's hitting the bottle pretty hard. Yeah. And he's got himself a bottle of tequila. Jose Cuervo, mind you, which apparently in 1982 actually came with the worm in the bottle. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but for the purposes of this story, it did. And it's floating around at the bottom, and as he's slamming it and getting hammered, and he's like... Getting hammered in weird spots around the house, like he's upstairs overlooking a thing, and then he's like in the garage, and he's like, and he's getting pale, sweating. Yeah. A lot of sweating in this movie. Greg T. Nelson, a sweaty bitch, (laughs) for no apparent reason. (laughs) At some point, you would think there would be a scene of him like turning the air conditioning on or something, just just to clear up the sweatiness. (laughs) Uh, At one point, though, he's taking a pull off the bottle, and the worm in the bottle opens an eyeball. What? eyeball worm eyeball in the tequila swallows the the worm as he should when drinking tequila Mm -hmm. and then he starts like vomiting for a second then he's like oh what a friend i have in jesus and then he goes walking upstairs and tries to have sex with diane she's wildly creeped out she's like get the fuck off me you crazy bitch and he's like oh i got i got needs too diane woo She's like, no, man, you're sweaty and you're pale and you're freaking me out. And then uh, we get like a wacky rape scene where he like throws her down and we get uh, a very loud, inappropriate conversation where he's talking about, you wish to Carolyn was never born because you think that she's the the source of all the problems we're having. Carolyn, of course, is standing Mm -hmm. right outside listening to the whole shit going, hey, fuck you too, by the way. And then... um, Weird rape scene. Uh, at one point, though, uh, Diane just starts, like, grabs him by the face and is like, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then he's like, oh, and then he climbs off her and vomits up. Um, a big worm. He vomits up Uncle Frank from Hellraiser, I think, is, is <laughs> yeah. the best way to, 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 to nail this one in. Uncle Frank comes right out of his mouth. Now, it's a weird thing with this movie. A lot of this movie is like, I found it to be anyway, very uh, oral-centric. A lot of mouth stuff going on here. And it's kind of, I mean, it's unsettling. 
And I don't know if that was the director's purpose or if he was some kind of a mouth perv or something <laughs> like that. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> my, my daughter agrees with me, and she does not approve, by the way. Yeah, mouth stuff. Gotta go, man. So, vomits up this big, long worm thing, which morphs into Uncle Frank, uh-huh. and then goes... But it's not like a full Uncle Frank. It's like a... Uh, it's got, like, flippers. It's kind of like Justin Long from Tusk. Yeah, but, no legs. But with, like, skeleton Justin Long, because it goes like... It's like... Ah. And then it goes, like, b- b- pattering down the hallway. Now, this part is very strange to me, because clearly this piece of shit, whatever this fucking thing is, is after my daughter. Mm-hmm. So my instinct at this point would be to get to my daughter as fast as I possibly could. You think? Yeah. They, on the other hand, decide they're going to play cops and robbers throughout the house, which is exactly, they turn all the lights off, and they start skulking about the house, quietly whispering for the kids. Hey, kids, are you in here? Where's the, I don't fucking know. Where are they? Uh, take this is this is like an eight minute chunk of the movie right yeah. here is them skulking about the house. Eventually, they find the kids and they're like, "We gotta get the fuck out of here." So they haul ass for the door, but Uncle Frank has now turned on turned into a full HP Lovecraft fucking um, tentacles. Uh, like a lot of like. Uh. Uh, I don't. It's it's like a it's like a shugoth. If you know what a shugoth is from H.P. Lovecraft, it's got tentacles and it's made of like gelatinous sludge, and it's like and then it tries to grab them, but then they get free. Uh, they manage to get outside the house where they meet Tangina, who just happened to be passing by, I suppose. And she's like, you've got to go back to Cuesta Verde. It's the only way. And they're like, no, we're not going back there. Are you right. serious? That's where our first our first house imploded and probably could have crushed us. You've got to go back there. And she's like, all right, I'm a, I'm a Native American warrior all of a sudden. Let's go. We're going to go back there, I suppose. <laughs> and I should mention before, before they actually make it out of the house, we get a very silly scene in the garage with a levitating oh. chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Where did they um, get that from? She said it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very valid question. It's a valid question. And uh, they back out of the garage and they finally get out the room back to Cuesta Verde, I guess. So they get down there. They get to the archaeological dig that's now in full session. Go down into the weird sub uh, thing. And they're like, hey, we need Taylor here. Taylor's nowhere to be found. Tangina's is down there with her tactical vest. And she's like, you got to go down into the... The shit there, it's pretty scary, but you have to go as a family. Yeah, I want to take my kids into the weird uh, corpse-ridden, insect-infested hole in the ground. That sounds like fun. Sounds perfect. Because that's as if my kids weren't already endangered by the levitating chainsaw. Let me now take them into this fucking shitstorm. All right, anyways, that's what they do, of course, because why not? Um they get down there, uh, they get, like, accosted by, like, now the zombies. There's zombies into this equation. The uh, uh, corpses of the, which are now, which are still mysteriously there after weeks after they've been discovered. Uh, I guess whoever found them was like, hmm, not touching those fucking things. Tell you that, right? It's a bunch of dead guys. And the police were said the same thing. Well, that's going to take care of itself, I suppose. <laughs> Hey, Jose's in the house. 
What's up, Jose? So they get down there and they're like, God damn it, that's gross. I'm not touching it. So, but they all come alive and they start chasing them through the, the caverns and shit. They're hauling ass trying to get the fuck out of there. They get to the mouth of the cave where Taylor has set up shop and he's got himself all of a sudden a, uh, a campfire, a campfire and with the, the weird flames and the smoke. And then he's like, hey, you, you got to get into the, you're going to have to go in there and fight him on his own turf is what you got to do. And, uh, Steven's like, I don't think I, I think I'd rather not do that. And there, he's like, hot. it's the only way you got to do it. You got to get in there. And he's like, oh, she, you got to take care of land too, by the way, because she's your power. So in a particularly wacky move, he grabs Caroline and jumps into the fire. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, before that, just before that happened, so well, actually, did, no, he took Robbie into the fire. Is what really happened. Mm-hmm. He takes Robbie into the fire, but be, the reason for that is because right. Before he jumps into the fire, a, um, I don't know. I don't know what, the, to be honest with you, we just see uh, Diane and Carol Ann. They're like, what, what, what's this behind me? And then they go, whoa. And they fly off into the darkness of the cave. Yes. I don't know what happened there. Apparently there was like some unseen, uh, like a, like the air- it was the tall man. I think it was the airlock from Alien. You know when you oh, yeah. p- open the door and it sucks you out. I think that's what got him. Somehow it's in the bu- the mouth of this cave. He Sigourney Weaver's down there. She opened the door, mm. and then there they go. So now uh, the only way for Robbie and Stephen to get them is to jump into Taylor's fire, which they do, and from there they jump right into a 1981 music video, mm-hmm. where it's just like. Weird cloud, psychedelic clouds, and they're going. And then uh, through these psychedelic clouds at the end, they see Carol Ann and uh, Diane like off in the distance, and we get like the Sistine Chapel thing, you know, where they're like, "I'm gonna touch your, I'm gonna touch your finger tips. Give me the, give me the fingertips there. Okay, I gotta get it. Give me your fingertips." And then oh. they finally they get him and they're like eh. and but she, he grabs Diane but mm-hmm. Caroline like uh, the uh, preacher shows up and he's like give me that Caroline and then they go flying off and they're like Caroline no and they're like we gotta go get her but then Stephen's like no she's gone there's nothing we can do and we you know, he gave up pretty quick yeah he? right <laughs> like, oh, oh, I guess that's it well she's you know, gone. again <laughs> I don't think anybody particularly cared for Caroline all that much in this movie <laughs> except for Taylor. <laughs> Taylor was all right with her. Uh, but again, wheel, there she goes. Oh, fuck. Well, we're going to get back or we're going to be lost on the other side. And they're like, ah, oh, shit. Uh, all right. Uh, you take it easy. We're going to see you. We're going to see you around there. And then they're, they're headed apparently back to Taylor's fire. But then uh, Ghost Grandma shows up and she's like, Oh, she's got like the blo- the billowing robes and all that stuff, and she's like, Ooh, "Here I come, here I come through the ether of the '80s clouds." And she's like, "Oh, here's Carolyn. I didn't particularly want her over here either, so you take her back." And then they like, "Oh, Carolyn, perfect. We were just coming to look for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here, great, good to have you back." And then they all go shooting out of Taylor's fire back at the mouth of the cave, and the sun's coming up, and they get back in their stage. Well. Taylor takes her, their messed up ass station wagon, and that's pretty much the end of your movie, right there, inmates. Poltergeist Amen. two. Man, yeah, that's a wrap. <laughs> you know, 
You know what I've discovered? What? Um, nostalgia is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love me some 80s nostalgia, but go, what, what, think about some of your, your favorite horror films from uh, when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Watch them now, and I think you'll agree with us that they are not actually that good. I'm sorry. It pains me to say that, but God damn it, I sat through The Children from 1981. <laughs> that movie is ridiculous. Struck a, a chord with me when I was, what, seven, eight? I don't know, but that was my quote-unquote first kiss into horror. Watched it a couple days, or uh, what, two, three weeks ago uh-huh. for for the purposes of this podcast, and I have to admit to you that that movie is uh, <laughs> dog shit, and I'm sorry. I don't know who I'm apologizing to other than myself, but it's true. That movie's dog shit. Uh, zombie kids, you get your fingernails black and your hands cut off. It doesn't make any fucking sense. That being said, Poltergeist 2, buddy. You loved it when you were a kid, I assume, or it scared you, whatever the case may be. Not so much anymore. Not so much anymore. Tell us how you really felt, man. Did you, did you dig it? Were you into it? No. Was there any redeeming qualities to it? Just the old man. The old man was really about it. The Reverend Kane. I would love to see a Poltergeist two. Pre- no, I don't. I don't want to see it actually. <laughs> I was like, really? But the idea, the idea <laughs> of a Poltergeist two prequel that is not Poltergeist, the original Poltergeist. I want to know more about Reverend Kane and his bag with the utopian cult and all that shit. Yeah. That's where our... Mo- just call it Reverend Kane. Just call it that. Call it... Uh, uh, you know, we could just go down to 4th Street and get you one and have him come to your house. <laughs> door. I know. I, I could point you in the right direction. Just right. come to your house, beg beg you to be let in. For Dude, we would scare the piss out of Chuck. Oh, Chuck would shit his pants. Yeah, he would. Chuck would take a fat dump. You need to let me in. Okay, I'm not letting you in. I really want you to leave. I'm gonna take one. No, he'd be like, uh, "You need to leave, or I will be calling the police." <laughs> yeah, he'll probably pull out his gun. Hey, probably. <laughs> okay, listen. If you don't get out of here, I'm gonna call the cops. And if you still don't get out of here, then I'm probably gonna have to tase you or something. I don't know. But you gotta leave either way. <laughs> uh, guys, I would love to blow smoke up your ass and tell you how great Poltergeist 2 is. It's not that good. I would say that um, it's better than the first one, just in the, the, the only redeeming quality being that our villain has a face and it's very creepy. Whereas the first one, our villain is a bunch of ghosts, which is still creepy, but they dipped right into Silly Town. 35 minutes into the movie and then they weren't that creepy anymore they were just kind of silly mm-hmm. you got, you're dealing with a toy vortex the kids wearing football helmets getting slid up and down the kitchen floor the tree was pretty cool the tree was all right the clown was all right uh the chair the sequence with the chairs that was pretty dope yeah sliding across the floor that's that dumb cool. that's dumb man <laughs> that's that's some dumb shit and the uh, incredible Hulk action figure riding a unicorn and flipping you off as he floats past. That was dumb too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The skeleton horse that rides down the stairs at the end, kind of fucking silly when you watch it now. I'm sorry. All right. If this is sacred uh, territory for you, then I apologize. But 
I uh, defy you to Hi, watch Troy. it again. Hey, Troy. Hey, Troy. Troy knows exactly what I'm talking about. I mm-hmm. defy you to watch it tomorrow and tell me if you feel the same way. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Poltergeist 2. Outside of the Reverend uh, Henry Kane, not that great. We borrowed a lot from a lot of different movies here. The yeah. Shining, most notably. Mm-hmm. Carol Ann is supposed to be psychic, although that is not touched upon outside of blindly grabbing yarn piles from her grandmother's basket mm-hmm. uh, ever again throughout the movie. Same thing with Diane. Um, so a little funny fact for you, though, is that Diane uh, had a flashback uh, when she was eight years old with her mother out in the uh, the garden there. Mm-hmm. Had the exact same haircut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is hilarious to me. I don't know. something I picked up on. Uh, anyway, that's that's all I got on. Uh, what is Troy's Poltergeist 2 was fun? Hey, what movie is Pol- it's not, it, I, I find it to be better than the original, the the first Poltergeist, Troy. That's just my opinion, and, and that's based solely on the mythology of uh, Reverend Kane, the creepiness of that old guy that played him, yellow teeth and all, uh, the Quaker Oats outfit. If I had a Quaker Oats hat, I would wear it with this suit mm. specifically for this episode. I unfortunately do not. I apologize. <laughs> Other than that, that's all I got on uh, Poltergeist 2. Monica, how did you feel about Poltergeist 2, baby doll? I hated this movie. You hated it. You you know what the worst part for me was? Hmm. So when I started the movie, I found found it on a site. You know, right. yeah. it, oh my god, it kept buffering. It would play two minutes buffer, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm never going to get through this movie. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then I fi- found finally found it on Hulu. Hulu, and I was I was just sitting there going, Oh my god. I wa- is this gonna I watched end? it on Amazon Prime. I watched it on Tubi, <laughs> and I love me some Tubi. Except they—they've got a weird algorithm with their commercials. They play commercials during the movies. <gasps> they'll do—they'll let you go like forty-five, the first forty-five minutes without a commercial. Then they'll hit you with one. Then they'll do like another hour. They'll do like another 20, 25 minutes. <laughs> and then like the last twenty minutes of the movie, they'll inundate you with commercials, like. You'll get like 40 minutes. They'll take like an hour and a half movie and stretch it into Three two, hours. two hours and 10 minutes <laughs> just with that last chunk of commercials. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, man. I know how this ends. I just want to – I got to finish it, but I got to sit through more commercials. Fucking fuck. <laughs> Better bandwidth, Monica. I agree. Amish uh, – I like to refer to the Amish as Quaker Oats. Yeah. Troy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize uh, if we have any Amish listeners, which we don't. I can tell you right now because uh, iPhones and Facebook and stuff. So uh, I'm going to rescind my apology against the Amish. So there's that. Buddy, how, did this movie hold up uh, the way that you, that you remembered? No. Okay. No, definitely not. What were some of, what were some of the points that you remembered uh, frightening or liking about this movie that didn't work out for you last uh, this mo- time mostly it was just the creepy guy uh the whole door scene where he's at the front door wanting in yeah uh that was like the main thing that i remembered totally yeah um yeah yeah i forgot about that cheesy ending <laughs> well yeah i mean the whole cartoon land kind of went weird. I forgot about that too. Yeah. When, when <laughs> yeah. we get into the uh, the '80s music video with the cloud flying and all that shit, yeah. that that that's pretty fucking silly. I did I did kind of dig the Lovecraftian aspect of it, where he comes back as like this weird tentacled creature, 
Although a little bit of an explanation about that would have yeah, been Yeah, nice. like that, why? It didn't make any fucking sense. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, he's got tentacles and he's like this big blobule mess in the... Uh, and apparently he's half a tequila worm and that makes sense somehow. I don't know, man. All right, inmates. We are going to take a break and come back with some other stuff. Thank you for enduring uh, Poltergeist 2 with us. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. G'day, mate. Welcome to Australia. Home of baby-eating dingoes, 100 different animals ready to kill you, Mick Taylor, Mick Dundee, and 20 other guys called Mick. Oh, and the dumbest bloke on planet Earth. I'm Ben, and I'm here to learn about horror films. But fear not. I've come to help this poor special needs kid as I make him sit down and watch some of the greatest and not-so-greatest horror films out there in our podcast, Horror for Dummies. Hooray! So join us every week on the Patent Room Network as we talk about horror films old and new and listen to some favourite tracks while we spray some spiders. So the question stands, where the bloody hell are ya? So jump onto your kangaroo and hop on over to the Padded Room Network.
Igor, come back with that hack monster. My butt won't plug itself. you're enjoying the frights for today, perhaps you would enjoy some more frights that the Padded Room Network has in store for you. Well, if just by following the links below, you could find yourself in many worlds of horror, including Wicked Wednesdays with Alan and Shelley Easterling, Horror for Dummies with Tim and Jaleesa Davis, who will survive with Paul Stevenson and Marco Pastos? The Resurrection of Zombie 7 Podcast with Ron Martin and Jessica Feeney. Dark History with Sarah Nowinski. Oh, and you cannot forget the Psych Ward with Darian and Mandy. There are so many frights for you that are just waiting a click away. Oh, uh, Igor, c- c- come closer with that cock monster. My, my anal juices are... Uh, they're purging too much. Uh, go watch the shows. Uh, I mean, listen to them. This is a podcast. You listen. You don't watch. Plug my ass, Igor. I'm making no sense. <laughs> Laugh with me, Igor. Laugh with me. Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back. Woo! We are back. We are back. Um, I know my kids aren't psychic, but if they were... I feel like uh, they would use their powers for some very stupid shit. <laughs> like, uh, you know, changing the channel during the NFL playoffs to piss me off. Mm. Um, pretending they're psychic to give me, like, war- uh, like advanced uh, winning sports bets just to have me flush money down the fucking toilet. <laughs> uh, I tell you what they wouldn't do. Tell me where my goddamn wedding ring is. Tell you that right now, no <laughs> chance. Tell you the numbers of the winning lottery one. Numbers. They would give me. They would give me like one number off. You know what I'm saying? Just just so that I would play it, get nice and pissed off, and then be like, <laughs> "Well, you still get money for five. Oh, do you? Yeah. Well, then they would be like four numbers. They would gi- they would give me the bare minimum amount of numbers to where I'm close <laughs> enough to where it doesn't pay anything. <laughs> but I'm still like, you motherfucker, you knew what the right answer was. You knew, and you just didn't tell me, you shits. Oh, God. All right, I love my kids. <laughs> I actually do. I just have no misgivings about their abilities. Anyway, <clears throat> shall we get into this week's Tarot Dome? No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. 
I'm gonna bash him right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll try to get crazy. I'll kill you all. Dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face, with blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. To the Terradome. Let's start it off with last week's winners, shall we? In singles competition, we had Michael Myers versus Pennywise the Clown. The Clown lashed out, changing shape at random, attempting to stun its opponent. Michael stood steadfast, motionless, watching on with cold amusement. The Clown's power waned and then vanished altogether. Michael had defeated the Clown without a single swipe of the blade. Sapped of all power, the clown was reduced to little more than a puddle that Michael casually stepped over in his pursuit of Lori. With a vote of 8-3, to three, Michael Myers advances over Pennywise the Clown. Nuh-uh. I feel like that last movie did nothing for Pennywise. No. Uh, I mean, feel how you might about the movie itself. The clown... It's just not scary anymore. The Pennywise the clown, yeah. Especially when at like at the very end when he's turned into that little five, that little infant thing. Ah, it's poop. It's poop. I know the movie itself was fine, but that that part was not very good. Anyway, let's take a look at the teams' competition, shall we? In teams' competition, we had the critters versus the killer clowns from outer space. The clowns advanced into the forest, pushing back the black tide further into the darkness. Then a rumbling from behind the tree line. The earth shook as the clowns looked at each other in surprised confusion. The ball began to roll and didn't stop until the clowns, carnival caravan, and circus tent were all crushed beneath it. With a vote of 6-5, to the critters advance over the killer clowns from outer space. Yay! Yeah, it was close! I feel like that was an upset. Killer Clowns were last year's champions, dude. Yeah, I know. You know? I didn't see them going out to the Critters, of all things. But you two maniacs both voted for the Critters. <laughs> yep. I, well, I hold you responsible. Roll around. Oh, for f- think Because they can roll around? <laughs> I can roll around. <laughs> oh, for f- there, there you have it, inmates. There's your logic. They roll around and stuff. <laughs> all right. Let's take a look at this week's matchup, shall we? Mm-hmm. We are in the singles division Inferno Conference round six. As usual, inmates, bear with me. I'm not very good at writing stuff. <clears throat> Decades of research, years of field work, and months spent in the Egyptian desert had finally come to an end. Dr. Yoshihara's hard work had come to an end with the discovery that was made at the approximate location to which he had... Uh, Oh, fuck. I fucked this all up. All right. Let's take it from the top. I got to quit doing shots before we do this. All right. 
Decades of research, years of field work, and months spent in the Egyptian desert had finally come to an end. Dr. Yoshihara's hard work had come to an end with the discovery that was made at the approximate location to which he had hypothesized. It had all come at a terrible price. His wife had left him, taking his son. Kayako was an understanding woman, but could only play the good wife to an absentee husband for so long. His attempt to surprise her had backfired. Instead, he learns the hard way of her infidelities, catching her in the throes of passion with another man. In a fit of a terrible rage, he murders his wife Kayako, his son Yoshio, and takes his own life. As it's told in Japanese custom, when a person dies in a terrible rage, a grudge is born. The following day, the bodies are discovered by a delivery man. The bulk of Dr. Yoshihara's findings were sent directly to his home for further research, including the remains of Emotep. Singles competition, we have the mummy versus Kayako. Buddy, how do you feel about this one? I'm going to go with the mummy on this one. Fair enough. Monica? I'm going to go with the mummy. Brendan Fraser mummy. Whatever. (laughs) However you want to look at it. I'm going to take Kayako because I feel like she's got like a death touch. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember when she touched uh, the mother-in-law and like the life just kind of pulled right out of her? I was kind of thinking both can't be killed. True. I mean, what's going to be tough? What's a swarm of scarabs going to do to Kayako? She's going to wrap them up in her hair, right? And it's going to be annoying, but that's about going to be the end of it, I think. I don't know, man. Hmm. I'm taking Kaiko. I, yeah, I like a ghost. This one is going to be a good match. I like a ghost over a uh, another other uh, mummy thing. Well, the mummy is technically dead, too. Well, yeah, but he's got, like, bones and stuff. But he can, like, <laughs> unravel and disappear. He can turn into wind. It depends which mummy you're talking about. I guess those are. I guess those are possibilities. Sure. Well, not the little boy one. There's a little boy mummy. <laughs> yeah, the one with Tom Cruise. That was a. <laughs> Show yourself out the window. <laughs> Let's take a look at the teams competition, shall we? Mm-hmm. We're still in the Inferno Conference round six. The Coven was forced to flee yet again. New England had been their home since the old days, but certain financial misgivings had alerted the authorities not only to their existence, but to where their money but to their money laundering and smuggling operations. Now the majority of the witches had elected to head west. California was beautiful and San Francisco was known for its tolerance for diversity and a great place to rebuild. En route they are struck with some unfortunate car trouble in the New Mexico desert. While the ladies had vast knowledge of the cosmos and dimensions beyond, the modern combustion engine was still a mystery. Then the harassment began. Coordinated attack patterns along with carefully timed diversions and the sisters of the coven begin begin being dragged off into the darkness of the desert one by one. The coven of strife, even though lost and stranded, was still a force to be feared. Quickly, the remaining ladies assemble for ritual. Team's competition, we have witches versus the mutant cannibals. Buddy, what do you think? Witches. Witches, Monica? I'm going to go witches. I am going to agree with you and say witches as well. Mutant cannibals, uh, Mm. ugly, scary. Um, They can be killed. They can be uh, proficient hunters. When 
they're dealing with suburban families. Mm-hmm. Like that whole move where they light the dad on fire and everybody goes running out that way and then they sneak in and steal the babies. Mm-hmm. That was pretty that was pretty ingenious mm-hmm. if you're into stealing babies. Mm-hmm. But uh, against witches that mm-hmm. probably don't have babies, I think that shit's going to go awry for yeah. them. You're going to turn them into anything. Mm-hmm. You can turn them into a can of soup. Yep. You know? Turn mm-hmm. them into a soap bubble and then pop it. Boop. Boop. Done. Mm-hmm. Think about that, inmates. Those are your Terradome matchups for the week. It is the Mummy versus Kayako and Singles, Witches versus the Mutant Cannibals in the Teams Division. As usual, get us your votes by next week. If you can, the Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275 or get us on the regular old email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. While you're pondering these monstrous matchups of epic proportions, we're going to tell you what movies and stuff we got to watch this week in a little segment we like to call What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? Marathoned Myself Slasher, season mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. Uh, streaming on Netflix. Not a bad show. Mm-hmm. Um, they disappointed me with the ending, though. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. They telegraphed the ending, and I, I was hoping they would go a different direction because it, it was evident to me, and I don't mean to make this political or racial, but you start off in episode one, you got yourself a gay couple, an interracial couple, a lesbian couple, uh, a bunch of like uh, very empowered uh, older ladies, and one lily-white, blonde-haired, blue-eyed police officer. Mm. Now, who do you suppose the killer's going to be? Bing, bing, bing. The old ladies? No, of course not, Monica. <laughs> of course not. It's the police officer. Now, I don't mean to make this like a uh, political thing, or but I mean, uh-huh. this was made in 2017. The political climate hasn't changed that much since then. They could have done better. They, I was, I watched the entire. I was hoping that they would go a different route with it, mm-hmm. but no, they went with the police officer. Yeah, and uh, that's exactly who it was. I'm sorry if I'm spoiling this for any of you who haven't seen Slasher season mm-hmm. one. Uh, I will say that it was uh, there was some pretty good kills in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, there was. For Netflix, for I'm an, surprised. I feel I felt like this was made for TV. No. No, you don't think so? No. There was like weird timed commercial breaks though. You know what I mean? Like weird, like it would <laughs> oh, fa- well, yeah. Like it would fade to black right after a scene and then pick up like with the next scene. Mm-hmm. Eh, it seemed, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was made for TV, but it just got picked up by Netflix. Uh, other than that, it wasn't a bad show. Uh-huh. Uh, I just told you who the killer is, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> dude, you're gonna you're gonna spot it right off the bat anyway. Yeah. It's not that hard to figure out. That's pretty much all I watched this week, Monica. What do you got? Uh, let's see. I binge watched the uh, Unbelievable. Okay, that's on Netflix. Okay, it's the true story about the rapist that was raping women, and one of the girls. Um, pretty much the main. Uh, witness the police pretty much talked her out of being raped 
what they always fucking do. Oh, nice. Yeah, you weren't raped. Just tell us you weren't raped and you made it up. Oh, eat a dick. Yeah, I guess wow. it's based on a true story. Of course it is. Yeah, that's yeah. about right. Uh, I watched an awesome movie, and you know an actor did a really good job when now I hate him. Oh, no. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne is oh, no. on my poopy list. Oh, no. <laughs> Not Morpheus. <laughs> yeah, he plays in the new movie with Nicolas Cage called Running with the Devil. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's uh, well. I know you two won't watch this. Why? You guys don't watch action movies. Sure, we do. <laughs> no, you don't. I just don't. I would love to. I just don't have fucking time. Is what it is. It's basically so. Nick Cage is like dealing coke. Okay. But um, his his product is being cut. Right. And so the head boss wants him, which is played by Barry Pepper once again. Oh, he's back. Yeah, he's back. He's back again. All right. The return of Barry Pepper. He sends Nick Cage down to Mexico to find out where the cut is happening. Okay. And so pretty much he follows it back and the cut is being, you know. What? By Lawrence the boss. Fishburne. Oh, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, yeah. Yeah, son of a and gun. And he's cutting it with fentanyl and heroin. That wow. actually sounds better than cocaine. <laughs> really? No, because people are ODing and dying. Well, I mean, I could think of worse ways to die. <laughs> you got to eventually. <laughs> you got to go eventually. <laughs> but yeah, it was a really good movie. Right on. Sounds um, good. Another movie, I am so angry that I even sat through it, what? was Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, that bad? Fucking yeah. terrible. Wow. Terrible movie. Well, you weren't a huge fan of the last Fast and Furious, were you? No. So, But I, this is dog shit. Right. Like, oh. But I feel like if you're still in for the Fast and Furious ride, then you just kind of... You stop thinking, and you just go, look you at the muscles watch. and the cars and the bl- blow-ups yeah. and the... You know? Uh, it, w- it was just, it was a joke of All a right. movie. I see oh. why it flopped. Oh, well, and did I th- it really flop? I think it flopped. Oh, man. And I think it was like two a two-hour movie. Oh, like, man. Oh, my God. Wow. The Rock and these stupid one-liners. Well, that's with- what he, that's his, his thing. Yeah. Oh. It's and his smoldering look. Yeah. And his <laughs> arm butter. They couldn't save this movie. Oh. It could not save this movie. Um, I, I could got have brought to- Vin Diesel. That probably was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> no, get a man like Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, no. oh hey now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did watch the new American Horror Story episode. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? I did feel like I was watching Friday the Thirteenth. Wow. Well, I think it that's, was cool though. I think that's what they're going for. Yeah, you know? I didn't have a problem with it. Okay, it mm. was cool. The clothes and the way everybody looked. And nice. Stuff. Hmm. And uh, I checked out uh, Coffin Rock on uh, Hulu. Okay, I've yeah. flirted. I've seen the 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 thumbnail for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I keep looking at it, thinking this has to have something to do with the Blair Witch. I know it doesn't, right? No, she she wants a baby. Husband can't make baby. She has a one night stand where she's like. Let's do it. Then no, no, gets pregnant, and he, the kid becomes a stalker. So Whew. okay, then yeah. that has nothing to do with the Blair Witch at all. No, <laughs> all righty then. 
Yeah, and that's all I watched. All right, buddy, you got anything for us? Yeah, I was able to check out a couple episodes of that Marianne that's on Netflix. I have been excited to to dig into that. Is yeah. it? What do you think? Uh, good? It's creepy as shit. It looks creepy as shit, yeah. and it's getting rave reviews. Yeah, so the first two episodes, definitely a thumbs up. Okay, I'm going to move that ahead of Slasher Season 2 on the yeah. power rankings of definitely. things for me to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right on. the lady at my work keeps telling me every day, I just watched this episode. I oh, just watched man. this. She's all, you'd really like it because it's very demonic. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's creepy. Yeah, all right, I'm doing it. Read. I'm getting in there. I'm going to jump right in. Because you yeah. have to read it, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You have your choice. Is it subtitled? It can be, or you can watch the lips move to English you know, dub. English. I'll oh, do you an English can dub. dub it. Yeah. Oh, I got, okay. I'll I got to dub it, man. I'm I'm not, not, I like hearing what they actually sound like when I watch it, so I like to read it. <laughs> I prefer dubbing because I read at a third grade level. So. <laughs> <laughs> it will take me uh, probably about three and a half hours to get through a half hour. So. <laughs> what so, did wait, I just miss? Rewind. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the door. <laughs> All right. You maniacs, let's do ourselves a little immersion therapy, shall we? Mm-hmm. Who watched A Hole in the Ground? I did. Oh, yeah. Like five times. Ah, it took me a few. <laughs> I, I had to get a run at it to get all the way through. <laughs> it took me a couple. <laughs> Immersion Therapy. Yeah, a little bit of a slow start to this one. Mm. Uh, reminded me a lot of um, Wakewood. You guys remember Wakewood? Oh, yeah. Wakewood, wa- Wakewood was like a European knockoff of Pet Cemetery. It's the one mm. where you can you bring your your kid dies, you can bring him back for three days, but you can't leave the, the little town. Oh. Does that ring any bells? Uh-uh. Uh, pretty good show. But uh, when the kid, and of course... Parents get all butthurt and they try to smuggle him out of the town, but then the kid gets like sour, like mm-hmm. starts sickly. Yeah, like starts uh, wanting to kill people and stuff. Wow. Uh, it's kind of the same premise here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I tell you what, though, that uh, main actress, oh, she just worked her way up to the top of my hottie uh, celebrity sex list, whatever her name is. Really? Yeah, I, yeah. Oh. She's got what I like to call a pair of DSLs on her, if you understand what I'm telling you. You don't know what a DSL is. That's a dick sucking lips. Oh, okay. I just I just say cock sucking lips. Because <laughs> oh, <of laughs> you're because you're classy that way. <laughs> she is pretty hot, and I like the way she looks in those little coverall things that she wore throughout mm. uh, the majority of the movie. What did you guys think of Hole in the Ground? I liked it. Not I a bad show. A little slow to start with, though, right? Yeah. She goes flying across that kitchen counter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, if you can, watch this one like uh, at night in a, in a quiet environment. Mm. Unlike me, who watched it during the day with oh. my kids running around like maniacs. <laughs> yeah, well, I watched it at night. That's probably the best way to go. Yeah. A lot of it, I feel like, was lost on me because I'm going, oh, shut up. I'm trying to watch the 
fucking no it got creepy once like the scene where she ran away from him at the school yeah and i was like oh i do not want him to come home to the house no hell no man. <laughs> no, no way. hell no and a lot of the still a lot of the weird stuff that happened at night yeah that's something you got to experience mm-hmm. you can't do it while you're folding the laundry because it's just not the it's same. almost it almost reminded me of the prodigy yeah with, bit, yeah. with yeah. the boy yeah yeah the boy prodigy way better than the girl prodigy. Yeah, by that the way. that's the one I'm talking about because yeah. he woke up like that at night and creeped her out. Yeah, yeah. girl prodigy. No, didn't make a lot of sense. And when your son is doing this, it's like, Ooh. okay, don't touch me. Give like... a little touch on the face there. <laughs> yeah. Something yeah. creepy about face caresses in general. You know, <laughs> I feel like if I went to the dentist and she just laid a face caress on me. <laughs> okay. Uh, you went there, did you? Okay, I guess. I guess that's how that's going down. <laughs> what if I laid a face caress on my dentist? They'd be like, "Sir, we're calling the police." Oh no, no, it's okay. <laughs> right. We're gonna go inside your mouth now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, no. Buddy, what do you got for us for this week, Abigo? All right, this week, let's check out 2000, or excuse me, 1975's Shivers. It is written and directed by David Cronenberg, stars Paul Hampton, Joe Silver, Lynn Lowry, and Alan Coleman. That's a good show right there. Yeah. And you'll find that on Hulu. And uh, for all of you lonely fuckers out there, you can most definitely beat off to this one. Tell you that right now. Alrighty, that was your immersion therapy. I think we gots to educate ourselves, Miss Monica. Yeah. Yes. Educating Miss Monica. Monica, hit us with those clues one more time, kiddo. And you, too. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I did the clues last week. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did uh, Nobody got it, but no. I'll, run you, I'll run you through the, clo- the clues again as best I can recall. Uh, I'm a hot chick that messed around with your dad and his friends. They didn't treat me very well, and now I'm back to fuck with you and uh, your brother. Uh, by the way, get me out of this fucking lake. I've got a psycho and a ambiguous child who is also a psycho, to help me out. Anybody? Mm -mm. The correct answer is ghost story. Oh, my (laughs) God. Oh, no, you did not. (laughs) Oh, boy. Wow. Oh, nobody got it. That's that's an obscure, one of my favorites, but it's very obscure. All right, there you have it. Monica? Yes. Hit me one more. Hit me with uh, this the, week's clues, please. The oh, well, you want to know what the movie was from two, three? Yeah, weeks I ago? thought it, I thought it was ABCs of Death. No, it was Toolbox Murders Part ah, Two. Sh- oh, Part oh, wow. Two. Part, part two. two. I've never seen Part Two. Oh God, Part Two was so gory. Now that's actually the Part Two, if I'm not mistaken, is a sequel to the remake. Is that right? Is it? I think it was. It's fairly recent, right? Because the original Toolbox Murders was made in, like, 1971. It was a Toby Hooper movie. Oh, no. I Well, I went off the one with uh, 
from the 2000s. Yeah. With the, May starring in it. Yes. Yeah. Angela Bettis yeah. was in the, the original. I thought this was a part two to that movie. It probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, because that, that guy was still in the yeah, with apartment his building. face all bandaged up. Mm-hmm. He was jacked mm-hmm. off. That was a good That was a good show, man. Yeah, and the gore factor in it was pretty good. Pretty mm-hmm. fucking gnarly. Yeah. I love that. It's I haven't good. seen the sequel, though. Oh, yeah. All right. I got to get on that one, too. All right. Who might you be this week, kiddo? Okay. The, I just did clues for you. Okay. Uh, number one, 1968. Number two, Black Beauty. Number three, A Swarm. Number four, a prosthetic leg left in the truck as evidence. Five, dressed in black like Johnny Cash. Six, a kick in the head ends this poor chump's life. Seven, now the doc is dead for sharing the secret. And eight, which one will make it in the end? And a hashtag, what Darian likes to do. <laughs> Finally, a movie about beating off. <laughs> <laughs> oh no alright think about that inmates okay I feel like that prosthetic leg thing is ringing a bell but I can't quite nail it down it's not a Christmas story no, <laughs> no. that was a lamp oh yeah well, it wasn't yeah. a prosthetic leg <laughs> 1968 sounds of Stephen King but probably not all right, think about that, inmates. We'll get back to you with an answer next week. In the meantime, I think that's going to about do us for the week. We announced it already on live uh, on the live feed, but for next month, we're going to be doing Season of the Saw. That's going to be a network-wide event. We're all going to be covering, t- covering Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies or styles of movies or true crime situations. Wicked Wednesday coming in with a Jeffrey Dahmer expose. Uh, our friends over at Horror for Dummies are going to be covering the Hewitt side of the house. We here in the padded room are going to be trying to do a chronological breakdown of the Sawyer family. So join us next week for the prequel to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Leatherface, from 2016, I believe. Uh, other than that, I think that's about going to do us for the week. Uh, mm-hmm. Find anything you need to know about us at paddedroompodcast.com. There's a Patreon link there if anybody's interested. We also have Padded Room buttons and Psycho Bunny Death Cult buttons also now available for your purchase and uh, buttoning enjoyment. I don't know, whatever you want to do with buttons. And uh, other than that, buddy, Monica, you guys got anything else on the week? No. no. Thanks, everyone. Join us next week for October, the season of the Saw here in the Padded Room. Yeah. So, for Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, Critters, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, uh, weird religious figures that seal people in caves, swimming pools that actually have mass tombs underneath them, Reverend Kane. Reverend Kane. Movies that we thought we liked but don't actually like anymore now that we rewatch them. And the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye. Have a great week.